episode 424 of the PlayStation Nation podcast with you once again. I'm Glenn. That's Josh. Hello. We just had a little discussion about E3. Getting all close to it and stuff. All the business cards showed up today. Like this all humongous... The misspelled business cards? What's that? Yeah, the misspelled, the misspelled. ones. Thanks, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> so Mark uh, helps us out with a lot of our design work still. And I looked at it like 10 times probably, and I, God damn it. So on the back of our business cards, it kind of lists like, you know, iTunes, Stitcher, et cetera, et cetera. And then it says Factbook instead of Facebook. <laughs> but it was too late. They'd already shipped, and I am not buying more cards. Because uh, we did cards for all the writers this year. We didn't do just like generic ones like we always do. We actually got separate cards for everybody. So we're just going to have to live with it. So yeah. uh, find us on Factbook. The cool thing is... Kind of, is that if you put Factbook in Google, or if you type it in, you know, in your browser, it actually goes to Facebook, because they own that, too. Well, but it doesn't the back matter. Of the, yeah, but the back of the card doesn't say Factbook.com, so... Well, it doesn't matter, because we're going to dump Factbook anyway. Well, the group, not the page. The page is going to stay. So, because the page, the way that comment system... That's why we never really moved to the page officially, because... Um, the comment system just doesn't really uh, feed discussion. It's more just like a little comment thing. Um, so that's why we never like moved, moved to it. But uh, we're going to, yeah. I, I, what I was thinking is we should have, so I was thinking because we've had so many extra life prizes not claimed, uh, mainly by people not sending their address, I have a ton of stuff sitting in my house. So I'm thinking maybe I should maybe in July, if I have time, <clears throat> do like a mini marathon, do like a 12 hour and do the raffle for the 12 hour for all those prizes sitting at my house. And then we could have an after party and delete the Facebook while I'm streaming it. This <laughs> 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 just what I'm thinking. I, I'm not sure yet. So, cause we would love uh, for everyone to move over to the forums because I just really like the forums more for all the discussions and everything. It just works so much better. It really does. And it's a lot tougher for D-Bags to create multiple accounts um, because we can catch them easier. Facebook allows way too much uh, leniency for that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's my thoughts. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it. Maybe we'll put it to a vote for the people that show up at round one this year. We'll put it up to, to a vote of those people as representatives of our community. And uh, hmm. we'll let them choose if we delete it or not. Interesting. Yeah. Which is just more incentive to come to, to round one, especially if you want us to keep the Facebook group. Right? Sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this week we got uh, some new releases. Wow, a lot of new releases. Uh, oh, not a, actually, not a lot. I was looking at the other section. A couple new releases, a bunch of news items, though. What we're playing and watching, and a ton of reviews. Holy crap. Uh, so Josh's review of Welcome to Sweden, Season 1 on DVD. My review of the Thrustmaster VGT 300 RS Racing Wheel. Uh, Josh's review of Ultratron, Ultratron. Uh, and then review of Broadchurch Season 2, which I'm very interested to hear about. Uh, we'll talk about uh, some of the reviews that have gone up on the site this week. Uh, emails, we'll talk E3, shit, this is a lot of stuff, which means hour and a half show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. New releases, boy. Get to it. All for the PS4. 
we have Arcania, The Complete Tale for 1999. Mm. And because, I guess, Memorial Day, everything got thrown off. So this release is on Friday, May 29th. Okay. The Games Gaimus M240 Professional Gaming Monitor for $399.99. Yeah, it looks pretty cool, actually. Uh, That releases on Thursday, May 28th. Nice. Okay. The next two items release on Sunday, May 31st. Uh, Uh, Go figure. What are they, Nintendo Uh, games? Nyko Type Pad is $34.99. It is a... It's like the 360 uh, typing pad dealy. Well, they had one for the uh, PS3 as well. No, but this one, not like this one. This one plugs into the bottom, plugs into the base, so it sits between the handles, basically, yeah. like the 360 one did. I have, have one, one like for the PS3. For Three, yeah. That's weird. How did it? It's did Bluetooth. It, it clipped on, uh, but it was Bluetooth. Uh, yeah, it didn't work that well. Although it was interesting because it had like kind of raised buttons on it, and you could actually use it as a touchpad also. In a couple of things. So you could actually kind of lightly move your fingers over the buttons and it would act like a trackpad on your laptop. Hmm. It was weird. But I had a really hard time typing on it with my one good hand. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. And this doesn't look too exciting. Probably not. Plus, uh, the the keyboard, the virtual keyboard on the PS4 is... Pretty easy to use. Well, yeah, and and with the motion anyway. especially, man, that, that's become second nature to me. Yeah. And, and you can use the thing, app. You can use a Bluetooth keyboard if you have one. There's a lot of different ways to do it. This other thing is the another Nyko item that will deface your PS4. It is the fabled $39.99 3.5-inch <laughs> uh, drive caddy, basically. This right piece that's styled to kind of look like it belongs on the PS4. <laughs> it fits onto the top above your hard drive yeah. and oh, it just I, to me, but I'm sorry, that's really ugly. It is, but some people want as much storage I mean, look oh, at all the comments I on want my, on my I upgrade want, but yeah, but there's no, they don't make drives that are bigger than 2 terabyte unless you I go know. SSD and a six terabyte SSD drive just got announced. The one terabyte version from that company is over a thousand dollars. So, how much do you think that six terabyte is going to be? About thirteen thousand. Yeah, you can probably buy a car for how much that hard drive is going to cost. Yeah. Well, I want crap loads of memory, but I am not going to put that thing on my PS4. But there are a lot of people that will go to that length. Yeah, I know they will. It. I mean, look at all the ones. There's I people that like will run a cable out of their PlayStation into an external caddy that they kind of just put together just so they get more hard drive space. No, I know. I'm not one of those people. I'm not going to... I desperately want more hard drive space, but I'm not going to put this thing on my PS4. Yeah, no well, way. That's the thing. I mean, that's you, Ugh. but they're... I mean, I, if you look at those comments on that video I put up, man, everybody, oh, what about this drive? Will this work? Will this work? No, it won't. No, no, it won't. No. What I'm curious uh, of is... 
if they've gotten past those little issues, like not being able to put it to sleep unless you use the button on the PlayStation, mm-hmm. uh, not being able to power on the PlayStation from, from the wireless controller if you go over two terabytes. So I believe we're getting one of these for review very quickly. So I'm going to follow up with PR tomorrow morning, actually. Yep. Yeah. No, I know people are going to buy it. It's uh, I'm not going to buy it, but I... It's going to be a big question as to whether it works and how well it works. Oh, yeah, definitely. Or if there are problems with it. Yep, yep. So. Well, hopefully we'll have one early enough that I can let everybody know. Yeah. So. All right. News. All right. I will go first. I figured that. Ratchet and Clank. Yay. Yay. The Ratchet and Clank movie is coming out. Uh, a couple days after my birthday, bastards. Hmm. Uh, April 29th, 2016. Yep, so it got moved. Is when it will hit U.S. theaters. Um, that's fine. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I'm in no rush. Well, um, I mean, they were really pushing it for this year. I mean, there were a lot of PR emails going out about it coming out this year, et cetera, et cetera. But I think this is going to be for the best because it looked good when I saw a little clip of it. But I think this extra year is really going to help. Well, and, uh, the, the cast list, uh, we have Paul Giamatti as chairman Drek. Nice. Uh, John Goodman as ratchets, mechanic mentor, Grimroth. Nice. Uh, Bella Thorne mm. as galactic ranger, Cora. Okay. Rosario Dawson. Nice. As Galactic Ranger support team member Ilaris. And Sylvester Stallone. What? As Victor Von Ion, Chairman Drex's villainous lieutenant. (laughs) Victor Von Ion. Gritty lazy. Uh, I didn't uh, see that Stallone thing. I saw the other ones, but I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. But. It's Ratchet and Clank. It's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. Plus, they have, like, the original voice cast as well. Yeah. As the main characters, which yeah. is... That's all you need. That's that's the key to it. You have the original people doing the original voices, and then you have all these other people doing extra voices and stuff, and, yeah, it's... But it's also, like, the people that wrote the game are writing the movie. You know, yeah. TJ Fixman's working on it, and... Um, so a lot of the people from the Insomniac team that worked on this is working. So this is not going to be a Mario Brothers movie, is what you're saying, (laughs) with Bob Hoskins and uh, (laughs) John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. They hated they hated being there, and they got drunk on set. And this isn't going to be a gem in the holograms, was what you're saying? Uh, Wow, probably not. Yeah. No, I think it's going to be cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, You know, and and I'm wondering though, and and I should ask. I haven't just haven't had time to ask yet, but. Um, is this going to affect the release of the game? Because they were going to coincide this year a little bit uh, because they're redoing the original Ratchet and Clank on the PS4. And it's not just a simple port. They're actually redoing the entire game. Well, apparently the game has been delayed until spring of next okay, year. Okay, I, I heard... Which is why this is happening. I thought it was a rumor, so... Okay. It probably has. Okay. Yeah, I just have... I've been sense. running around job interviewing and stuff so i haven't had a lot of time but that doesn't have to be a thing anymore this is gonna be good i'm 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 excited and i hope that you know this 
this does well, and then there's Sly Cooper one whenever that's coming along. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, I, I, these games have always had enough that they could be a movie, you know? Oh, sure. With the right script, they could be a good movie. So I think it'll be fine. It'll yeah. It'll I think actually, it, I think it's gonna be great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All right. Uh, next up, <laughs> I, I find this really funny just because EA pushed Battlefield Hardline so much, and honestly, not very many people are playing it already. It already went on sale today, even uh, in that uh, extended sale or whatever they're calling it. Uh, but Dice has let everybody know that there's a new patch coming out for Battlefield Four this spring, and uh, it's going to actually have a lot of new stuff. So five new weapons, including a couple of fan favorites. Uh, there's a new, uh, they say a fan favorite assault rifle, uh, a new carbine, new PDW, new sidearm, new LMG. Uh, they're completely rebalanced, uh, doing a full balance pass on all the weapons to try to re- rebalance everything a little bit. Uh, they're bringing back the Gunmaster game mode, which is kind of like gun game on, on Call of Duty, like Black Ops it started, uh, where you have to get a kill with a gun and then all of a sudden you switch to another gun randomly, that sort of thing. Uh, Let's see here. It also lets you play with all DLC weapons, which is pretty cool. Uh, and then a lot of other stuff, including, I, th- I think, new maps. They haven't really gotten that far yet. But they have this whole thing called the CTE, which is a community test environment on uh, PC. And there's a map that is kind of making the rounds in there and has been for quite a while. And the rumor is, is that map is going to come for free in this new patch as well, or very close to when this patch comes out. So it's great seeing support for this game. Still, we play it. We still play it every now and then. And, uh, I, I think once the destiny craziness wears down, you know, since house of wolves came out, uh, we'll probably be back to pat battlefield four even, uh, cause hardline. I just don't like the online at all. I can't get into it. I've tried, tried multiple times. Can't do it. Go back to battlefield four, but very cool. It, you know, it's just, it's just great to see that they're still supporting this game, Crepes. Hmm. Especially with how crappy it was when it first came out. All right. Yeah. Well, Sony is building a new studio. Cool. In Northwest England. I bet you it rains there a lot. Mm, just taking a guess. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Hmm. Uh the rumor is that it will be working on Project Morpheus titles, mm. but nobody knows. Yeah, uh, it's part of the Worldwide Studios uh, group, and Sony sent uh, a comment that said, "We're still in the early planning phase with this studio and are currently focused on hiring the right team." We look forward to sharing more news and formal announcements in the near future. Mm. Mm. Uh, so apparently uh, Eurogamer is saying that the studio will be set up in Manchester. Manchester, Manchester England, England. England. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and some of Evolution Studio staff will be there. Right. Uh, um, yeah, which makes sense because... Uh, yeah, well, it's a long story. Well, some of them were laid off a couple months ago. Right. And Sony said they would find them a place to go and well. 
here's yeah, a place for them to go. <laughs> it, it was just weird because they they merged Evolution and um, uh, but, but, but the Wipeout people. Um, gosh, Psionics. What'd you say? Psygnosis. Psygnosis. Psionis. Well, Psygnosis. It, it was Psygnosis for a while, <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they merged that t- those teams, and you know the the Wipeout team had been there forever, and Evolution was kind of the new kid on the block. And uh, it, it's I talked to a couple of people that were kind of hinting that there was some strife about that because the Evolution folks were actually put in charge, and a lot of the people that had been there forever were like, wait, what, what, what? So, and then they had the layoffs because they consolidated things down, and and we'd heard that you know Sony wanted to actually do something like this. So it's cool. I mean, you know, they they think it's it's for. Project Morpheus, but who knows? Maybe it's also maybe a wipeout thing. You never know. A wipeout thing would be nice. Uh, or maybe a wipeout thing for Morpheus. <laughs> oh my god. I can just feel my retinas bleeding and melting Ugh. right now. That'd be fucked up. Oh. <laughs> so, no, it's cool. It's good to see people actually getting hired instead of laid off like all these other places. So. All right. Uh, next up, <clears throat> uh, we 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 talked a while back about uh, God of War three is coming back to the P- PS4 in, in in a remastered form, uh, and now they've announced a God of War three remastered bundle. And if you pre order it, you're actually going to get ninety days of PlayStation Now as well. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, the oh, oh actually, uh, let's see here. Uh, North American pre-orders for God of War 3 Master will get the God of War Fall of Olympus dynamic theme, yay, uh, on May 26th, along with a 90-day rental for... Oh, they're just getting those. I thought it was like free access to now. Uh, okay, so they get a 90-day rental for God of War 1 and 2 through PlayStation Now. Okay. Yeah. I read that wrong originally. Sorry. So it's kind of cool. I mean, you're getting this system and you're going to be able to play all three God of Wars. So again, if you're coming to PS4... From the 360 or Nintendo, now you're going to be able to play all three of these, I mean, huge titles for this for uh, the PlayStation platform. Mm-hmm. It's kind of neat that you don't have to just start with uh, God of War 3. And you're getting the remastered God of War 1 and 2 since they're the PS3 versions. Right, right. Yeah, so very, I mean, that's pretty cool. And it, it's it's neat that they're doing this bundle. I think it's a good idea because... You know, I think a lot of folks that were on Xbox were probably wondering about the God of War series, and you know, it's it's probably one that's going to sell pretty well. I think. Yeah. Although it also sounds like a lot of people are waiting until that Batman Arkham Knight bundle comes out because everybody wants that PS4, mm. including me. I really want it. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not buying it <laughs> at this point. If I bought another PS4, I think I'd have to have one in the bathroom. I, I just, I don't need another PS4. Wait, where does it say, where in this article is it saying that it's a bundle? Uh, it doesn't say here, but I, it has been announced. They're doing a God of War 3 uh-huh. remastered bundle. Uh-huh. Uh, PS4 with God of War 3 remastered in the box. Although, it's funny too, God of War 3 remastered is actually, I think, 40 bucks. Personally, I think it should be 30, but... I mean, it's a great game. It's my favorite God of War, actually. Um, but 40 seems a little high. For me. Yeah. Although I paid 64 for PS3, so what am I saying? Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> you paid 60 for an inferior version. <laughs> I did. This is why I don't run a game company. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I care too much. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, it's you that doesn't care about anything. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't care to hear that. Yeah, see? There it is. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think our listeners would uh, back me up on that one. All right. So NHL 16. See, you care about this. Yeah, was announced. <laughs> And boy, are they making, they're making amends for what happened last year. Now, did you get this email that I sent today? Uh, let me see. Here we go. This is what everybody loves when we look through our yeah, email. Yeah. Uh, I want to make sure you got it. I sent it at 1148 AM my time. So 1248 your time. Yes. I got it at 1255. Okay. Yes. Okay. Just making so apparently sure. Apparently, I am on that list. All right. Okay. Even though you were before. Oh. Apparently not. <laughs> All right. Whatever. <laughs> so, uh, NHL 16, they announced, not only did they announce all, well, I think this is all the new features that are coming, but they also have uh, an Ask NHL page, which they have for every EA sports game, they have an ask page right? Uh, where you can ask questions about, you know, the new game that's coming uh, and they're answering everything, or at least they're trying to answer everything. And it's, it's kind of like the, um, I guess like the ask PlayStation thing. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Or, well, the, ask PlayStation's on Twitter. Are you talking about the, no, the, the one on the blog, the thing that Rubenstein started? Um, yeah. What was that called? Wasn't it Share? I think it was Share? called Share. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> um, yeah. It's very similar to that where people ask questions that can be uh, voted, you know, upvoted. Um, so I don't know. I th- I think they may take this as feedback as well. And where the things get the most votes that they might try to incorporate it. If not into this one, into the next one. Sure. Um, but man, the laundry list of things that are coming along. All right. And they talk about, well, they talk about new ways to compete as a team, a very nebulous. Yeah, it'll be better. Uh. Um, but, uh, EA sports hockey league is back, which everybody loves. It's the online team mode. Um, and now you can choose specialized player classes to deliver a balanced competitive experience on the ice player skill and your ability to play as a team will now be a determining factor in who wins and loses hockey games. Uh, six on six online team play is back. Nice. That is so much fun. That is ridiculous fun. When you have 12 people on there, everybody's in a position you know, two goalies and everything. It's, it's freaking awesome. You always have one asshole D bag from the internet to skating around in circles, hitting his no. own guys. Actually, no, I never ran into that. Wow. <laughs> in a single NHL game that I ever played, everybody was there to play and play their positions and, and really play it like a real game. It was cool. Huh. That's, I think that's why everybody was so upset that it was gone. <laughs> like this was the, <laughs> the best one part. chance, the one yeah. chance we had to play a game with, with no D bags and you took that's, it away and it's drop in games. That was the other cool thing about it. Uh, like if somebody would drop out, you could, 
you could just drop right into a game. Um, online couch co-op is back. Wait, um, you could you couldn't do that in the last years? No, you couldn't do almost oh anything in last year. That last well, I remember that was but... a big disappointment. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, well, this is so that you can uh, do some online stuff. Okay. So, uh, so what? Uh, oh, this. There's there's a new thing. Well, I'll get to it because uh, I just remembered it. I know it's in here somewhere. Um, player morale is now a big thing with the GM mode. Okay. Um, so you have to get the right players to play well together. Um, the players on your AHL and NHL teams. Uh, it's funny because it says deal with trade demands, team rate relationships, and much more calling team meetings or adjusting your roster to directly affect you. And the picture right below it is Roberto Luongo who was in like a contract. Well, not a contract dispute. He, he demanded to be traded from Vancouver and he was in limbo in Vancouver for like a year and a half, two years. <laughs> they they were all trying, they were trying to find a place to trade him. His contract was too big. They couldn't figure it out. They couldn't figure it out. And then draft day comes and they end up trading the backup to Luongo to who was going to be the number one goalie for Vancouver like they're waiting to get Luongo out of the way. That was another reason he wanted to leave because this other guy was, was coming up and was taking some playing time. And there was a whole thing right. going on there. Well, on draft day, they suddenly trade him to the devils. <laughs> and then they're like, well, we're staying with Luongo. And everybody's like, what the f- wait, what? <laughs> wow. So he was there for, I forget if it was another full year or that next trade deadline, he got traded to Florida. Okay. Um, at some point, he got traded to Florida, and then suddenly Vancouver has no starting goalie. <laughs> suddenly they've got like their 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 minor league guys, and they're like, "What are we going to do?" Like suddenly they went from two really really good goalies to none. What the wow! That <laughs> yeah, genius. Vancouver's a mess. They've they've been a huge mess. But it's really funny that his picture is right under the player morale thing. Yeah, and he <laughs> actually. He tweeted, he said, well, I didn't make the box cover, but at least I, I got in the, you know, at least I got mentioned somewhere. <laughs> and he tweeted a picture of it and everything. Nice. So he's got a sense of humor about it. It's funny. All right. Um, the Be a Pro, you could shape your legacy uh, with a new progression system, which I'm excited about. Nice. Uh, your on-ice actions directly influence the attributes earned so that the pro grows based on the way you actually play. Okay. Sim to your next shift <gasps> is back. Oh, my God. <laughs> I remember you bitching about that so much. I still t- t- complain about it while I'm sitting here because I've been playing it a lot recently yeah. just because of the playoffs and everything. And I'm like... Uh, you know, I get to, I get to that point where I'm sitting on the bench and I look down and I'm like going through Twitter and I'm just doing other stuff and I'm I feel the controller shake and I'm like what oh shit I'm on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's back and the ability to work your way up from CHL rookie to an NHL superstar hmm. is coming back, so you can finally start in the minors again. Uh and even, well, college, you can start, you know, in the, well, 
Canadian Hockey League and sure. then up to the you know the AHL and whatever. Um Hockey Ultimate Team the most played mode, really? I guess it is. Hmm. Uh the most played mode in the NHL series gets even better. Uh the introduction of uh Hockey Ultimate Team single player seasons gives you another way to hone your skills before jumping online with online seasons or challenging your friends with the player friend feature. Uh, so it's, I, it's good to, I mean, at least get you, you know, get your feet wet yeah. and, you know, kind of get a handle on things. Um, this is the interesting thing, I think. And this should open the game up to a lot more people. Um, like, my friend that comes up every now and then uh, we used to play on the Genesis all the time. I mean, we played it like mad. Sure. As we moved into the PlayStation and PlayStation two and all that, and the controls got more complex, you know, I just know it because I was playing it all the time. He'd come up every now and then and come to play it. And he'd be like, wait, what's pass? What? (laughs) And I'm like, uh, and I couldn't tell him because I just, you know, my fingers would just do it. I couldn't, right, right. I couldn't articulate it. And I'm like, uh, and then we'd sit there for a half hour trying to figure everything out. Um, so now they've added visual on ice training, mm. um, which I mean, not for him necessarily, but for people new to hockey in general. Uh, so you'll get pointers, but it will also give visual aids directly on the ice. With shooting targets, passing lanes, it'll highlight open teammates, things like that, um, to try to, you know, make it easier for people who are new to the game. Right. Um, they've changed up some of the control apparently with precision skating. I, I gotta, I have to oh, see how this works. Oh, they say that works. every year. Yeah. Well, even yeah. I know that. But their big thing here is, and this is how they they position it uh, on defense, quickly jump into passing lanes and intercept the puck or walk the blue line on the power play and open yourself up for that one timer in the offensive zone. Right. If they do that, right. That is huge because that was always one of the biggest problems. If you're back at the point and somebody passes the puck back to you and you try to move, it would, if you're too close to the blue line, the guy would just automatically move and move his stick. You know, he would turn if you're a right-handed shot, especially, and you're coming across the blue line, he would turn to go across the blue line and the, the puck would come out of the zone. Yeah. And boom. And you'd try to pull it back in and everybody's offside. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so if they do this right, that's a huge, huge thing. Um, adding control like that. Nice. Um, seamless puck pickups. The ability to control a pass or corral a loose puck can be the difference between blah, 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 blah. So apparently you can grab the puck much easier when it's loose like that, which is huge. Um, they're adding mascots where the teams have mascots, uh, like LA. Um, Team-specific celebrations and chants, uh, signature props like the lighthouse at the XL Energy Center in Minnesota. Yeah. So they're getting more into stuff like that. That's uh, good. Story-driven commentary package. So they've 
They've worked more on the uh, commentary. Remember, my big complaint was they seemed to only have like three. <laughs> <laughs> and if you watched it at the beginning, it was like one of those three every time. And it was just worthless at that point. Jeez. Um, apparently, they've done a lot more with it. Uh, at least that's what they claim. New pregame intros, blah, 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 blah. So yeah. we'll say... Uh, enhanced facial features, new equipment, uh, you know, all the typical blah, blah, blah. Right. This is awesome. Playoff beards. Oh, boy. They finally have done the playoff beards. And not only that, with accurate representations of beard patterns, length, thickness, oh and growth rates for oh, cool. individual players. For some reason, this is just getting creepy to me. <laughs> it's freaking it's just, awesome. I don't know what it is, but it, it's just getting creepy. That is too cool. So that that was the last big thing. What, what um, do you think of my beard? <laughs> that's, people have been begging for that for so long. And if they do this right, if they do it like they say... Beard patterns, length, thickness, and growth rates for each of the individual players. Yeah. Uh, that's huge. That's going to be so cool to see as you go deeper into the playoffs and the beards grow. <laughs> that's just awesome. It's just one more thing that makes it feel really like the real game, you know? Sure. So, and that's what they've announced so far. There's, and that is a ton of stuff. It's a ton of stuff that was missing. A bunch of new stuff. It's exciting. Uh, I I put in a question to that Ask NHL, which never showed up. I don't know why. I don't know if they have like a filter thing on there and they check these things and eventually put them up or they just threw mine out. Um, but I put it up before I read this and I asked if you can bring your pro player or your franchise over from last year to this year, like MLB. Um, I don't think it's going to happen though, because last year was so limited in terms of the modes and everything. Uh, and the fact that you could not start in the minors and this year you can for be a pro. Mm -hmm. So maybe next year, if we're lucky, if we all scream and yell and, Everybody makes fun of EA, points and laughs at them because Sony can do it with the MLB franchise, but and EA was, can't do it with any of their franchises at all. And I was going to ask you that. like, I wonder if, especially EA, because I think they're the only ones really doing sports games right now Well, that I can think of. 2K is doing NBA. Well, that's right. NBA 2K, yeah. And um, that's it. But I'm wondering like, how pissed off EA is that... They got it working in MLB. Like, oh shit, people are gonna start asking about that now. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> well but the thing is they had something similar to that. I mean, it wasn't quite that, but right. with NCAA football and Madden, and I used to do it all the time. That was one of my favorite features of it, was that you could create a player. Uh, in NCAA football, you could start in the high school championship games, you know, and you play your championship games and then you get into the draft. You get drafted by one of the teams you, or no, no, you have, um, I'm thinking NFL, yeah. uh, college, you get a, a couple of different colleges that offer you scholarships and you can pick one. You go to school, 
And when you're ready to graduate, you took your, this was PS2, you took your memory card and put in Madden and it would import your, your player to Madden right into the draft. Yeah. And you'd get drafted by a team into Madden and continue your career, which was freaking phenomenal. <laughs> Going from two different games. I mean, same team and everything, but still. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it was, you know, from the college football right to the right to the pro football, which was fantastic. Yeah. And that was the only thing they ever did like that. I mean, from there, the next logical step would have been, you know, continue that career in next year's Madden and the year after that and the year after that. Um, but obviously then that negates your need to buy another NCAA football. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, but they don't make NCAA football anymore anyway. So I know, yeah. but that's probably why they weren't doing it back then. And they just kind of dropped the whole thing. But really it's, it's an idea that the time is long past at this point. It, it should be in every sports game at this point. I agree. There's no reason not to. It's another reason to get you to buy next year's game. Exactly. If I can continue my career with the upgraded, all the cool new stuff in the next version of the game, I think a lot more people would buy the next version of the game than the people that say, I'll skip that year. And there's a lot of people that skip years. Yeah. You know, I see it on my friends list quite a bit where somebody's playing MLB 13 still. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that would be a huge, huge thing, and obviously they were thinking about it. Because when did they ask me? What was it? Like five years ago? Six years ago? I thought it was like twenty. I want to say twenty eleven or twenty twelve. So it was like four, three or four years ago. Yeah. No, it was. I think it was four years. It was twenty eleven at least. For some reason, I think twenty eleven. Yeah. Yeah. That somebody (laughs) at EA turned to me and asked me. Would you like it if you could bring your bring your pro from yeah. this year to next year? And I freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. It. I was and standing then, ten feet away, and I'm like, "What's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> and they never did anything with it. I nope. mean, maybe they were like, "Oh my gosh, this guy's going to hurt himself. Don't do it. Take it out." <laughs> <laughs> But that might be the reaction they got from everybody. And they're like, no, no, no. People are having seizures. They seem to be having fits. There's something wrong with it. We can't. No, this is a bad idea. You Take can't it out. base it on Josh Langford, people. <laughs> but I'm sure he asked a lot of people there. And I, oh, yeah. I can't imagine a single person who would say no to that. Well, but you got to remember a lot of people. At C- uh, I wanted to say CES right there. A lot of people at E3 that go to see these games may not be sports guys and even less let's face it are probably hockey guys so you're kind of one of those unicorns that's riding on the back of bigfoot and you know they took the took advantage of the situation because you know you're actually going to give them straightforward answers and not just oh sure i guess you know what i mean like if they send an rpg guy to go look at the sports game you know what's he gonna say Way but when you much. walk up and you're talking the talk right away and you're showing that you know how to play the game, I think they probably a, a little light switch went off and said, all right, we got to talk to this guy about like some of the other stuff that we wouldn't mention before. Because uh, if they ask the other people, it was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But how many hit points be, do I get with the puck? What? <laughs> there had to be people that came up that, I mean, they had to ask more than just me. They had to. And the people that they asked. I'm not saying it's asked, just you, but yeah. I, mean, I know. I, but, I, think, I think it's a very small subsection of the people that are there, though. In but the that's grand the thing. Of things. But 
But if they, you know, if they picked me out of the crowd because they could see, you know, I was into the game and I was aware of the game and whatever, and they're doing that for every person that comes up, every single one of those people, I guarantee would say yes to that. There's yeah. not a single person who would say no. Why would you say no to that? Uh, yeah, no, well, I don't I want, want, no, I don't want a feature like that. Why would I want a feature like that? Exactly. <laughs> of course you do. I like to start over every year. Well, you can still start over every year, <laughs> asshole. Be an asshole. <laughs> Start over. All right. Be an asshole. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. That's that frustrates me because we even came back. I talked about it on the podcast. You I was did. like, I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. You were, you were freaking and out. And then nothing ever happened. Like all week. That's all he would mention every now and then. Just out, uh, of, out of the blue. I can't believe they might do that. That's going to yeah. be amazing. That's going to change the whole game. Yeah. And I mean, it, you know, it, I, now we're spoiled by MLB. You <laughs> know, it, it's funny because I usually... I play MLB enough where I go through about three characters in Road of the Show, three players. Um, maybe more if I'm testing certain things, you know, you know, like seeing how the customization works in this instance or whatever. But I usually go through three. And now I'm still on my first one officially because I, I did do a creation and everything in 15 to see if the thing was different. But I'm not even using that character. I'm using my character from 14 still. And, you know, I'm on, I don't even know, like my eighth season right now or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't start a new one this year like I usually do, and so I'm one of those people. Yeah, you know, and it's it, I mean it's cool. I don't get as invested in my players a lot of people do probably for Road of the Show. I mean I do, but it, I don't know what it is. Like I'm an RP, I'm almost like an RPG guy at that point where I'm just grinding. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm 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 like it's it's like me and Destiny. I'm just getting my glimmer, sparkle, sparkle. Uh, it's. You know, I'm just grinding away on games and, you know, trying to keep my average up and, you know, trying to have a good streak or whatever else. And I just don't get that, like, emotionally involved in my player that I just have to take them to next year. I like it. I like the fact that they added it. I think it's a fantastic thing. But for me personally, eh, I mean, it's cool and I'm not going to say no. But I'm not going to go crazy saying, I just want to bring my player over. See, I'll yeah. actually work on finishing his career before i go to the next one <laughs> see and that's the funny thing i i don't know that it will pull me in as much on mlb as it would in hockey and the only reason is because with hockey especially this year finally again you can start in the canadian hockey league i mean you well, start but, as like a 16 year old right but in mlb you start right out of high school you, when you start now, and, and they added this last year, you, uh, you're not even in college yet, and you go to this. Uh, it's like a showcase. It's a three game showcase. Yeah, yeah, uh, to yeah. To be in front of, and, you know, and, and then you can choose if they offer you a contract after that. You can choose to take the contract and go into into uh, the minors, or you can actually say, "I want to go back to college," or "I want to go did. to college." Yeah, yeah, and it, it it's really cool that they did that. I mean, obviously they can't have high school in there, but. Um, it's really neat that they did that because I'll say, and I said, it, I'm, I'm sure I said it last year, but that three game showcase when you're showing, it's so nerve wracking. It is. You're just freaking out. You're like, oh god, oh god, this is all I have. I have four ups, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, my first year, the first time I did that last year, I I was over. I, I got yep. nothing, and I was like, oh fuck this. And I, I said, I don't want a contract. I'm going back to college. And the thing is, if you go back to college, you actually get some benefit. Uh, so yeah. I think they throw extra training points at you. Yeah. And and then you go through the showcase again, 
and you're probably going to be stronger. And and it, it's it's really cool how they did it. And it's it's a small thing, but it adds so much to you owning your character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you do, you actually do kind of give a shit about him. <laughs> you're like, well, oh come on, man! I don't want to I don't want to screw this up for him. He can get a lot of money. That was the thing, like with with the hockey, you know, you go through that through Canadian hockey leagues, and you play through that and get to the playoffs, and you win, and then you get into the AHL, you get drafted by a team, and they drop you in the AHL. Yeah, I spent two seasons in the AHL, mm. and and I was. Cause I was a goalie and there aren't many positions for goalies. <laughs> right. Um, so that to me was incredibly interesting and incredibly like that really wrapped me up in that character. And I wanted to see that whole character's career and see them succeed and see them make it to the NHL and make it to a team. And, and actually that one of those one of those years I did that, the goalie did. He made it to the – I was on Nashville's farm team, which is uh, Milwaukee. Ah, the Admirals. Uh, yeah. So I was playing for the Admirals for a while, and then I got called up to Nashville. And then I got traded to the Flyers, oddly enough. Ah. And I ended up winning the cup with them, well, of course which was crazy. <laughs> I it was yeah it was a wild thing but but going through like the trials and tribulations of like a full season two full seasons in the minors oh yeah and and having to deal with that and getting called up for like two games and then drop back down because the goalie got injured and then you're back cuz right. they don't need you you know there's only two goalies there's only two spots up there it's not like a forward or a or a defenseman goalie spots are very limited in the right. NHL right so it's much tougher to crack uh, crack the big team. Um, so I was really invested in that character, and of course the next the next version came out, and I'm like, fuck, because <laughs> <laughs> that I really wanted to pull that guy along. I wanted to have like a full ten, twelve, fifteen year career yeah. and see what kind of stats I could build up, and you know, just see how it could go. But <sighs> when the new game comes out you just dump it and you move on. It sucks. And you start over. And that's why that option is such a great thing. You know, if you're, it is, it, it, you know, like I said, for me, I just play the game differently than a lot of people. And I've always said that that'd be a great feature. You know, don't get me wrong, folks. I wasn't saying, Oh, this is stupid. It's not, it's, it's a great feature and they need to add it. Like, like Josh has been saying, um, yeah, it's, it, it's, I guess, Part of it is, if I'm really struggling in ML- MLB, uh, and I'm having a hard time even getting out of AAA, uh, I just start a new character. You know, there's there's a certain point where, to me, there's no reason to keep fighting, and just start a new character and, and be done with it. You know, murder yeah, your see, player and go on with a new one. <laughs> I I like. I like just staying with that character and 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 seeing the struggle because that's what a lot of players go through. And well, but sometimes it's, it's because your character, the role on your character, when you know when you create a character, you, there is a role that happens in the background. You can tell. Yeah, and it sometimes it's just a really shitty role, and you just want to redo it. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, the one of my guys, I did 
Uh, I did retire in the minors. Uh, like I was so bad and there was no way I was ever going to make it, uh, to the big leagues. I did. I, I was just like, okay, retire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I fuck EA just freaking do this. Do it for Madden. <laughs> do it for, I mean, I wouldn't use it so much in Madden. I don't create a player. I mean, the only, the only fun in creating a player is like a halfback or a, a quarterback, right. you know, otherwise you're not doing much. <laughs> yeah. Madden, I, the center. Season. I don't, I don't do anything in Madden except for play season. I, yeah. I just, I, I, I've never been into the whole franchise thing in any sport, you know, where to run the team. I don't want to run a team. I want to oh, play. I used to, I did that one year in Madden, one or two years in Madden. Well, I used to do it all the time, man. But that year where they really got into setting the price of hot dogs and stuff. Oh, right. I was so wrapped up in that. It was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just you know, tweaking the seat prices and the, and the food prices and the parking and all of that. Jeez. Oh, oh, I was so into it and I was having so much fun with it. And it's easier for something like Madden because it's 16 games and the season's done, you know, doing that in baseball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's just a nightmare. Oh but, yeah, I bet. But with, with Madden, it was pretty easy because you could do it and you could, you know, knock through the games and, it wasn't as labor intensive as it seems because there's not much going on there. Right. You know, you bust through a full season very quickly uh, where baseball, hockey, basketball, those just drag on and on. So, and speaking of sports, how awesome is it that this year we don't have to deal with any sports at E3. That's not awesome. It is awesome. That's not awesome. No hockey. Both the Clippers and the Lakers aren't in the playoffs. We don't have to worry about any of that crap. Uh, well, I'll go down to Anaheim for a cup finals game with the <laughs> EA guys. <laughs> if they yeah. can get past Chicago, as long as the Rangers get knocked out, I don't care. It's funny. I was, I was down. That <laughs> just reminded me. I went down to the stash. Uh, the other day mm-hmm. and I was talking to Walt and we were talking hockey for a while. Okay. And it's, he said that he said this and I started laughing. I was like, I was just having this conversation with somebody the other day, this exact same conversation. <laughs> he said, he said, I don't care who wins at this point. As long as the Rangers don't, don't win. <laughs> it's like, fuck the Rangers. <laughs> I was like, yep. Exactly, exactly the conversation I was having. That's usually the baseball conversation we have. Like, as long as it's not the Yankees, it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We just neither of us, and you know, Lundquist. I appreciate him. He's fantastic. I just don't ever want to see him win with the Rangers. I would like to see him win a cup yeah. at some point, like maybe years down the line when the Rangers decide he's over the hill and let's trade him before, you know, we can't get any value out of him. And then he goes and wins the cup with somebody else. That'd be <laughs> awesome. Um, but I just, uh, I don't know. It's something about the Rangers. Like I'll watch any hockey game and I'm, I love hockey in general. You yeah. know, I, I have a devil's hat and I was wearing the devil's hat a couple of weeks ago. And my neighbor saw me, he's like, what? What? He's like, did you lose a bet or something? I'm like, what? He's like, 
The hat. And I was well, like, but you've oh. got that Flyers flag out in front of your house all the time. I know. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I've, I'm, I'm a Philly guy, yes, but I have, you know, hats from because I've been teams, places I've been. That's what I did with baseball. You know, yeah. any place I've been, I try to get a hat for. I don't have a Rangers hat. Fuck that. <laughs> Even though I've been to the Garden, that's one I won't wear, and that's the weird thing. Like, I'll, I'll wear anything. I have an Islanders hat. I've, you know, I'll wear anything. I can't bring myself to wear a Rangers hat. I just can't. <laughs> I, uh, there's something about them. Mm. Like even penguins, I might do penguins. Uh, I'm kind of on the borderline there, but, but the Rangers, I can't, I yeah. just can't. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm the same way, you know, yeah. in, in football, it's, Obviously, I don't want to see the Vikings, Lions, or Bears win, but it's one of those things. Like, even if it's the if it's the uh, the North, you know, you still root for them. It, just like the Big Ten in college, you know, we still root for a Big Ten team if the Badgers aren't in it. But uh, football, it's Dallas and and uh, New England. I just don't want to see them win. Actually, Baseball, yeah. I don't want to see the Red Sox or the Yankees win. Basketball, you could care less. I don't want the Lakers to win or the Clippers because I don't want to deal with it at E3. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Like, uh, Dallas, I would never no, – I couldn't wear a Dallas thing yeah, uh, yeah, in yeah. football. I couldn't wear yeah. a Cowboys thing. And the Mets. That's the one baseball team that I probably could never buy a hat for. So I just, what, I mean, what's with the hatred with the Mets, though? Is it just because it's a, the second team or – I never really understood the whole Mets thing. Like – they just seem mired in mediocrity, number one. Well, now they are. Well, yeah. I, I mean, in the early 2000s, they were... Well, that's true. Yeah. They were like the Yankees. They bought the best team they could possibly buy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the team has fallen apart. Like, the the owner was caught up in the whole Bernie Madoff scandal. That's tr- that's right. And lost all that. his money. Um, <laughs> so the whole team has just been a mess for years. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it... I don't... Part of it is I don't like that color scheme. It's funny because I don't like I, I like the Islanders, even though it's the same color scheme. It's it's just that I, it doesn't look right for baseball. It's something about it, and I don't like the Mets. I just don't like them. I don't huh. know why. And huh. maybe it's because I'm a Philly fan, and I grew well, up with be. the Phillies, and you know they're one of the hated rivals. Um, Yankees, I I don't care about. I. You know, I have a Yankees hat and I have a Red Sox hat, wow. <laughs> which is hilarious because I'll I'll wear them interchangeably, and people are like, <gasps> you know, yeah. Um, because I've been, get, I have, I've been getting a lot of crap from people because I'm on the Boston Red Sox right now on Road to the Show, and it's like I I didn't choose it. <laughs> I was traded to them for Christ's sake. Yeah, that's the funny thing. Like, uh, who did I get? One of the teams I got chosen for, or for baseball, I was like, oh, I don't want to fucking play for this. I was like, fuck. Yeah. And I just played for them anyway. I was like, I have to do it. It's like, ah. But I was miserable. Whatever team it was, I don't even remember who it was at this point. Well, it kind of sucks for me because I'm a right-handed hitter and I got to deal with the monster all the time. mm. So I bounce a lot off the monster and my home run numbers suck. (laughs) Like all my, almost all my home runs are at, at uh, away games. I, I knocked two over the monster so far, and then I knocked one into center field where that uh, the seats jut out a little bit. But that's yeah. funny. Oh, that damn thing! <laughs> that's really funny. 
<laughs> yeah, I still haven't been. I, I want to go to the new Mets stadium. I, I still haven't been there. It just doesn't... Well, and actually, it's nicer now because they pulled the fences in. Uh, because yeah. when it was first built, it was just such a generic stadium, the layout and yeah. everything. Yeah. But now that they pull the fences in, and, and which I think they've done twice now, but uh, just that they reconfigured it, I, I think it's a much better ballpark now. It's so funny because they had to pull the fences in. The Phillies had to move the fences back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least in left field, that's where they did it. Uh, I still really want to go to a game in Philly. I, I love that stadium. Oh, anytime you come out here, I'll go down. All right. I, well, but I'm never a, out there for baseball season. Well, it's always like a time. Comic-Con or Extra Life. Pick a time. Change your change, change your flight for me three. Fly back to Philly. Fly back here. <laughs> well, I we'll can't go to a now game because and then fly back. <laughs> I just got a new. I got a job today, so I got to be back oh. for my. Jo- They're actually letting me go to E three. Like they don't have any problem with it at all. They were like, "Yeah, that's cool. Go." So, yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be cool though. Well, I get a, I get PTO, so yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens whenever you want to. Because I haven't been down. I didn't get to a game last year. Which kind of sucked. Shame on you. Um, but I kind of want to. I want to see if Mason will go down. This I was going to say, sometime. like, how far is the drive? Like, how long does it's it take? Like an hour. Yeah, yeah maybe it's that, like an hour. I should like maybe come out on a weekend or something. And we'll take Mason down. Yeah. You know, like flying on a Friday night or something, and go to a game on Saturday and fly back Sunday. Yeah, should should look into that. You do that. I'll, I'll, I'll have my people look into that. And. I and by think my people, would. I mean me. I think he would. I, I keep trying to explain to him, it's not like hockey. Like, it's not enclosed, so when yeah. everybody cheers, it's not crazy. Plus, it's Philly right now, and they suck, so the stadium <laughs> is empty. Um, so it's not like there's going to be a lot of screaming and yelling, even if they do score. True. Um, although they've won like six or seven straight right now. Mm. Um but I keep trying to explain that to him, and I, I, I don't think he believes me. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I was straight with him going to hockey, I told him what it was going to be like, and we watched the games on TV, and he knew, you know, when they score, the horn goes off, and everybody cheers, and it's loud. And, yeah. and I said, yeah, but it's going to be even louder when we're there. Oh, yeah. So he knew going in. Um, I don't know, though. I, I mean, I would love to take him down there because he has his – he loves his Phillies hat. He loves his Phillies. He's got two different Phillies jerseys and a shirt. And he wears those and his Flyers jerseys constantly. Nice. His own choice. Like you cannot, what do you want to wear today? Flyers. What do you want to wear today? Flyers. What do you want to wear today? Phillies. <laughs> That's all <laughs> he wants to wear constantly. It's crazy. So I don't know. I would like to get him to a game. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to go. I, I I love playing at that stadium in, in MLB, and I love just I, I I think it's just a fan just a fantastic stadium, and and how how it looks, and I'd love to go check it out. Yeah, it is from all the ones I've been to, and Pittsburgh I think is one of the best because it is so small, and because of its <laughs> its real estate, exactly where it sits on the water there. Yeah. Um. But uh, Philly is one of the best I've been to, and not just because I'm from Philly. I mean, the vet sucked. The vet was one of the worst stadiums ever in the league. Um, but Citizens Bank, it's it's a really nice stadium. It is. It is, definitely. So 
Yeah, I mean, I, I feel lucky. I've, I've gone to quite a few stadiums. You know, I went to Anaheim a couple few years ago, and mm-hmm. uh, I got to go down to Cincinnati. Pete and Amanda took me out to Cincinnati a couple times, even though the Brewers lost. Oh, shit. You know, we didn't Cincinnati. check. Are the Dodgers what? playing E3 week? Uh, ooh. I forgot to check mm. that. Well, but, no, well, we already have plans Saturday. What are we going to do? Well, we'll figure we it out. We don't have time. We'll figure it out. Because Sunday's booked. Monday through Thursday are booked, and everybody leaves too early on Tuesday on uh, Friday. Well, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Well, we One of those plans. nights: Wednesday night, Thursday night. We'll be at. Like that. We'll be at either podcasting at and or at uh, whatever get-togethers are going on. And no, we can skip a get-together depending on what the get-together is. But we wouldn't even make it out there in time. That's the problem. Because by the time E3 ends, even if it's a night game, it's going to be... We won't, I, all I hear about <laughs> is the big pain in the ass that it is to get out to Dodger Stadium because it's in that valley. Well, let me just see. They're probably not even playing when we're out there. I can't hope they're not just because I don't want to deal with you whining about it for the next four weeks. Oh, I'm not going to whine. The, I would love, Amber and, is going to whine about it. I would love to go to Dodger Stadium. You and I talked about it that one, that year that we went to Anaheim. We were okay. I was there, really hot on going there. The week of the fifteenth, right? Uh, 15th we get there the thirteenth. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, okay. So we'll drive down to San Diego and see them play the Padres. <laughs> drive down? It's only an hour, two hours. That's, um, yeah, no. All right. Uh, Although I would Wednesday, love to go to San Diego too. I, I, that's that's yeah. a really cool ballpark. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday through Saturday. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, they're playing the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- Friday, Saturday, they're playing the Giants. Mm. So Wednesday, Thursday is really it. Uh, yeah. So, it's not happening yeah. oh, because oh, I have to wait, drive wait. Dave to the airport late on Thursday. Uh, well, fuck. Dave can take a cab. Uh, <laughs> Wednesday is beach bag night, man. Oh, we got to get a beach wow. bag. Wow. I- Thursday is the Cy Young Collector's Pin Series, Mike Marshall. Ooh, Ooh, I don't even know what that is. (laughs) Neither do I. (laughs) Uh, But it's happening. I mean, there's there's stuff. Oh, all right. We have to change our tickets because Friday night. Change our tickets. Yeah, Friday night against the Giants. I'll wear my Giants hat. Yeah, I'll just bring that. I'll bring that extra bar of gold so we can change our, <laughs> our tickets. Because fuck the Dodgers. Let's. I'll wear my Giants hat. Uh, nah. Friday night fireworks and LGBT Pride Night. Ah, cool. Presented by Denny's. What? <laughs> That's what it says. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Presented by Denny's. I expected this kind of language. Here, but not at Denny's. Or no, I expected this kind of language at Denny's, not here. So, uh, yeah, so we can get some moons over my hammy and, uh, <laughs> and have some fireworks and LGBT night. Oh, nice. fuck. All right, we really have to change our tickets because Saturday Jesus. night. Saturday night is Dodger Destinations. Take a trip to Dodger Stadium with hotel tickets, VIP tour, and player meet and greet. Movie night, the Lego movie. Pups at the park. I've, I, Dude, I they're going to have dog. dogs. They're I don't have a have, dog. Yeah, but there will be I've dogs seen the there. Lego movie. They're going to have the Lego movie. I don't really care and, to meet any oh, Dodgers players. Rollins. I'd be happy to meet Rollins. Sure. I'll wear my Phillies hat. So I'll wear my Giants hat the night before, and then I'll wear my Phillies hat. <laughs> you know we're going to E3, right? We're, wait, what? 
This isn't a baseball <laughs> trip. This is E3. It's, huh? Yeah. Yeah, but they're going to have the show there. So, you know, it's all <laughs> part of it. It's the same thing. They won't have the show there. Well, yeah, they'll probably have it somewhere to play. Yeah, they will. You yeah. know they will. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <sighs> well, now that we both have jobs, maybe we can look into something like that. We'll take a weekend trip here and there. Because, hmm. yeah. I, I mean, even where you live, Christ, we could oh, drive to how many stadiums? Yeah. Well, Washington, Baltimore, Philly, uh, Yankees. And Mets. But the problem with the Yankees right is there. the damn ticket prices are so bad. Yeah. But there's five stadiums right there that we could hit easily. Yeah. I mean, oh, and, and those are some great stadiums. I mean, I, I, I would love to go to Fenway. I would love to go to Baltimore. Uh, Washington, eh, I mean, it's a neat stadium. but It's not high on my list. Well, I haven't been to the new one yet. And the funny thing is I haven't been to the new Baltimore stadium yet. Oh, really? I was in college when they built it. Yeah, and tickets were impossible to get like the first season, and then I just never bothered. And you know, tickets were easy to get, and everybody went multiple times. I went to the old Oriole Stadium, nice. Memorial Stadium, and yeah. I, we went there. We were there for Chicago White Sox game, uh, where it was. Oh, what was the guy's name? He had a no hitter. Okay. Uh, he. Did he have a perfect game? I don't think he had a perfect game. Maybe it was just a no-hitter. Um, but it was about the sixth inning. It, it just dawned on us. I was like, hey, this guy's got a no-hitter going. And we're like, what? No. And nice. then everybody started cheering for him, and it became a whole thing. And it was his rookie year. I mean, he ended up being like a longtime player. Um, but I, if I remember right, they would, he was a rookie, and that was one of his early starts. And... He ended up with a no hitter there. It was wow. it was wild. Um, so that was fun. I and mean, we, I saw, I just, saw a number I mean, of games. And just there. think, like if you came here, we oh. could get to up to the Twins. Mm-hmm. You've been to Miller Park, but we could go down to St. Louis, even mm-hmm. though the new Bush Stadium kind of blows compared to the old one. We could even take a ridiculous weekend and go down to two in Royal Chicago. Stadium. Huh? Two well, in we Chicago. Can to, we can go to Wrigley. We can go to uh, the Cell. Yeah. We can even go down to Cincinnati for a weekend because that's not that bad of a drive. <sighs> Fuck. Uh, we can go to Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, there is a lot. We could go to Detroit. We'll crash on Dave's couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, those are all. I mean, besides Milwaukee, and actually, I was outside of St. Louis Stadium. I was yeah. in St. Louis. Years ago, oh, so the uh, old bush, yeah, the old bush actually, was really cool. They they were just building the new one. Um, I really don't. I really when don't I was there. think they ever needed to build a new one. And I think when, a lot of people in St. Louis feel the same way. They built it like in the mid nineties, right? No, oh, the new bush that was built in. I want to say like two thousand. What the hell were they building? Something. I did the new Bush Stadium. Look it up because I went up in the arch. I didn't know you could go up in the arch. And I was like, oh, cool. Oh, and yeah. I went up in the arch and I was looking out and you could see where they were building. I was like, oh, is that what they're doing there? And they were. Yeah. The new Bush Stadium opened in 2006. 2006. Then what the hell were they building? They might have the been time? working on Union Station on there because they, they kind of renovated the downtown area and they turned Union Station into this big shopping area. And 
Well, they uh, needed to renovate the downtown area because yeah, when I was there, it was a little sketchy. Well, it still is. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't want to speak ill of St. Louis, but uh, there is a very uh, defined border that you don't want to cross unless you're in a vehicle. And, and oh, it sucks that it's that way, but that's true. I did because I didn't know anything. I was Ugh. I was there for something outside of the city. Uh, for the job I was at at the time when I was managing the bookstore, they Barnes and Noble, <laughs> there's this thing called MBS, uh, Mer- uh, Missouri book sellers or something like that, whatever it is. But they were the people that did the used books. Okay. And Barnes and Noble was like, we, we don't control the prices of any of this stuff. Barnes and Noble owned MBS. <laughs> <laughs> so they owned the used book business basically. MBS still um, exists. They have MBS Direct at whatever. Yeah, they that warehouse I went into was one of the biggest freaking warehouses I've ever seen with books as far as you could see wow. coming in from every college in the country. They'd all get sorted onto the shelves That's and then right. all get pulled right back and put into boxes and sent out to you know whoever needed them for the next semester. It was unreal. Right. Um, but I was out there for that for some reason. I did be there, and then, and then I had time. I had a couple days, so I went around downtown. I didn't know anything about it, and I was just wandering around town. And I'm like, uh. it's. It, I mean, it's gotten better now. But uh, I was just down in St. Louis. I went through uh, maybe two, three years ago. Three years ago, maybe. And it's still it, there. Are still some. <laughs> Really bad area, and there's bad areas in Kansas City. There's bad areas in Milwaukee. Oh, there's bad yeah. areas there's everywhere. Bad every, everywhere. But it, for me, it, it just seems like St. Louis always seems a little more defined. Like you just kind of know uh, Kansas City. You just don't want to go to Kansas City, Kansas. That's that's the bad area. But but there's bad areas in Missouri and all kinds of stuff. But I mean, there's that joke in in Vacation. Yeah, We're in St. Louis, and all of a sudden, roll them up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's they're, they. That city's kind of got that reputation, and, and it sucks. It, it does, because there's a lot of good things in St. Louis. And uh, there's a great museum built, like, as the base of the arts yeah. as well. There's I went into that. It's yeah. it's underground, which yeah. I, you'd never even know it's there. And I saw the sign for it, and I'm like, wait, what? And I walked in there, and I went down, and I was like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's and, I mean, huge... going up in the arch is a little claustrophobic. Uh, they're basically... I think it's four elevators on each side, and it's a counterweight system. So when one, one goes up, the other one goes down. And there are these little tiny cars, basically, they're, that get They're like up. Austin Powers pods. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what they look like. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I loved uh, it. I mean, I went up there when I was a little kid. I haven't gone up in the arch since. But uh, my stepdad lived in St. Louis for quite a while when he was younger. So he uh, kind of took us around on a little tour and showed us some places. And I mean, but... You know, when the Royals were playing the uh, the Cardinals back in, I think it was, uh, I don't remember the year anymore. I should know this too, but uh, they had this, the, the I-70 series going on for the World Series. And we actually got tickets for one of the games. So we went to St. Louis and watched the game <laughs> at the Old Bush. But yeah, it's, uh, boy, I bet everybody's really getting tired of baseball talk. Yeah, probably. Oh, well. I, <laughs> although I'm watching the Brewers play the uh, the Detroit Tigers right now and, uh, the Brewers got three consecutive home runs in an inning. Just bong, bong, bong. So that was pretty sweet. But, I didn't even think of that. I should see what's going on with the No, Brewers. you shouldn't because then you get – you oh, have too much delayed. to do. It's, why is it delayed? Rain. Oh. They're in Colorado. Uh, That's all right. 
Because so, hockey's well, starting in 20 minutes. Oh, God. All right. Well, then talk about what you played so that uh, you have plenty of time to watch it while I'm talking. Um, um, oh, crap. What did I play? I played uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, I saw you playing that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just I want to get through the story on the PS4 and right. mess around on the PS4. Uh, just because it looks so damn good and it plays so It does. It's really good, good on PS4. Um, Did you see that um, Rockstar just released like their sales numbers? That game, now counting all platforms, but that game has sold 52 million copies. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. 52 million. <laughs> and everybody was giving them shit because they had such a big budget for the game. Yeah, I think that's, can- I think that's handled. Yeah. Keep, uh, covered. That's amazing. Yeah. And that's awesome because they've shown that they can do that. They can have a ridiculously oversized budget. They can make an insane game. And they and can take the so much back. time to do it. Yeah. And people, but you know, they're, they're kind of proving that fact that a lot of people talk about. And that is take some time and do the game right the first time. Yeah. 52 million copies. That's unreal. It is. I mean, that's five platforms. Million. Yeah, fifty-two million times sixty bucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Holy smokes! <laughs> um, obviously, they're not getting the full sixty dollars, but still, it gives you an idea of. Well, but they self-publish, so they actually get more than a lot of places. Well, they would. get more, yeah, but they still have to the d- distribution and the packaging and everything else that goes into it. But well, but that, yeah, still. But think about it; that's not as big of an issue anymore with the, all the digital downloads. <laughs> It's three. What is that? Let me see. Zeros. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it's just a lot. <laughs> three hundred twelve million. That can't be right. It has. Yeah, three hundred twelve million. Man. Wow. Uh, and that's why they can afford a four-year dev cycle on these games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm hoping. Because we haven't heard a whole lot that the next Red Dead for the PS4 shows up at uh, E3 this year. No, we won't see. Rockstar's never at E3. No, but oh yeah, you announced. think like on Sony's stage or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been hearing that rumor that they're going to tease it, or maybe we'll even see Agent finally because Agent is still in development, from what I've heard. Hmm. So it's just that they pulled all the resources over to GTA Five to get it finished in that last few months. So that's yeah. why everything else kind of uh, slowed down. But they're saying that Agent's still in, in the works. Uh, I played some Ultratron. Nice. Obviously. Uh, NHL 15, obviously. Obviously. Um, I'm actually doing really well with that. See, and that's another reason. Like my, the guy I created, I don't know how I ended up as a left-handed shot. Yeah. I should have been a right-handed shot. I don't know if it, some I don't know what happened there, but it, it just dawned on me at one point. I'm like, wait, I'm a left-handed shot. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> but I I have ridiculous stats, yeah. um, which is completely unexpected because I'm not the greatest player. I just happen to get myself into position. I'm playing as a center. And I just, I usually play as a defenseman or a goalie, but this time I was like, eh, I'll be a center or I'm a winger. I'm rarely a center. Um, but this time I decided why not? 
And I just seem to be getting myself into the right spots and I'm getting all these goals and assists. And I'm like, this is insane. Like this is one of the better players I've ever played in be a pro. Um, and I would love to be able to continue him in the next one, but yeah. it's not going to happen. Um, so I was doing that. And then I was skimming through the hard drive looking for something. I was like, I should play something, you know, that I haven't played or that I rarely play. And yeah, and I saw Tetris. Which one? Tetris, Tetris Ultimate on the PS4. Okay. This was the new one that came out. This is the one that is still, to this day, as of last night, still broken. What if you have f- more than 100 friends on your friends list. Are you shitting me? Yeah. it's Well, it's Ubisoft. Yeah. And remember the, the Assassin's Creed uh, 4 thing was broken yeah. for however long. For so long that I wrote the review and I was like, they're never going to patch it. Uh, and then they did like two months later. <laughs> wow. And then I had to change that in the review and I said, update. Yeah, they patched it. <laughs> Finally. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe they will eventually fix it, but I forget when that game came out. It's been out for months. Uh, and God, it's broken. Yeah, I, yeah. So I, took the whole PS4 offline because I was like, this is stupid. Tetris is one of my favorite games and I got it and I can't play it. So I took the whole PS4 offline. I got in, I played (laughs) and about 10 minutes, like I was online at first and I was like, oh, okay, I have to get off. So I got offline. I started playing about 10 minutes into playing it and I'm right in the middle of this like furious, um, Cause I'm at level whatever and the blocks are coming down really fast and you know, I'm trying to keep up with it and a message like the whole thing pauses and a message pops up on the screen that says this game will automatically shut off in 15 minutes Ah. because the license can't be verified. And I'm like, you gotta be shitting me It's because you're not on your primary PS4. (sighs) So I paused it. I, you know, I backed out, I got in, uh, started up the online again started the game for a couple seconds and then paused it again and then went back off and shut off the online. It didn't bother me again. And I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. But at that point, PS4 I blew the game. Primary one. It checks the licenses. more. Yeah. That sucks. Yes, it does. Especially when a game is broken like this and you have to play it offline. That's ridiculous. Uh, at, at some point, Sony should get on their asses about it. Like, you know, they really should. We allow people to have what? 2000 friends or whatever. And your game freaks out if it's over a hundred. I mean, or up to a hundred. That's just that's ludicrous. Yeah, it is. Um, so it's it's pretty much crap. Um, the the game itself is fantastic. I, yeah. I actually really enjoy it. And there's some cool modes in there. And uh, I tried to get into some of the multiplayer, and I was like, well, I have to get online. And I got online, and of course, the first thing it does is like, oh, you can play against all these AI players. And I'm like, uh. okay. So I played against the AI players, but it was so laggy and fucked up because it was online that it was almost unplayable. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was pretty much unplayable. I played it uh, just to see. I was like, all right, well, this is a challenge. And man, it was a pain in the ass. Wow. Um, but I played it. And yeah, it's it's just fucking broken if you have more than 100 friends. That's, you know... <laughs> It sucks. I can't believe they let that happen, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It it 
like that's something you don't test for. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, well, uh, for a while, a lot of them weren't <clears throat> testing for that. That's the problem. But come on. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I agree. And there is a way to test it. You just set up the because in a test environment, they can just set up a server to act as the PSN. You just yeah. add a bunch of dummy accounts. Yeah. 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 Stupid. So. So that's broken as fuck, which stinks. Um, well, you, could always, you, you could always leak the uh, mm. Gears of War remaster and have your system, well, apparently not bricked, but... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. I was given by someone um, Disney Infinity Marvel. Oh, boy. I didn't play it yet. It's still wrapped up. Yeah. Um, but that and a bunch of characters, oh boy. Uh, ostensibly for the kids, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, they're a little young for that right now. So, uh, I'm going to try it out. Um, but I have some characters that I know Mason's going to love. He hasn't seen them yet. <clears throat> and star Wars um, is coming. Oh, I know. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Oh, that's gonna be sick. Um, but I don't know. I have to. I've never played one of these games. And the funny thing is, it's for the PS4. And when I got this, I was like, "Oh shit!" I have the. Um, I have the uh, Disney Infinity for the Wii U. Okay. Well, yeah, all these characters work then. So yeah, that, I mean, they sh- well no, but it's Disney Infinity One. For the Wii U. So okay. the two is not backward compatible down to one, but any of the one characters will work on both. Um, and I have it for the Wii U. I don't know how I got it, but it was free at some point. Huh. A free download. Huh. Um, and I thought, is this like a, like a demo? Is it, what is it? But it was the full game. Well, first taste is free. Well, but there you is the, no first taste. Well, no, but you get the core game, and then well, you got to start buying the characters, and that's no. going to get you. No, there is no taste because really? you start the game, and it says, "Okay, plug in the base," and you're yeah. like, "Uh, <laughs> I don't have the base, <laughs> so you can't do anything with it." Oh, boy, <laughs> so you're completely stuck. But now I have a base for it. There you go. Cool. I have. Well, I have two. I have the the new one and the old one. The, the base, so I can use the old base on that, um, and some of the. 1.0 character like Mater I have you know I've got uh, Mater and what's his face Lightning McQueen get her done and the Toy Story guys nice and the uh, the Star Wars stuff looks cool yeah uh, um yeah actually I, I have a bunch of pretty cool characters some Toy Story guys uh, some Monsters Inc nice um, some Incredibles. It's funny that you like that so much, and you're not even that big of a fan of Disney as a company. <laughs> no, well, but these are the ones I have are all Pixar and Marvel. That's true. When you think, of it, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and the only Disney Disney one I have is Elsa. Ah, okay. And it's not like I chose all these. You know, it's just what's there. But they're the ones I would choose. You know, um, so. That's fine. Uh, it's nice. it's ones that he's gonna like, you know, sure. because he's into the Pixar movies and he likes the Marvel characters and all. So when he gets 
to the point where, you know, he'll just want to play with the, with these characters. He's not going to, you know, he'll be like, what? We can do a video game too. Nice. <laughs> he'll just want to play with the, you know, the yeah. figures themselves. So, Make up his own voices and everything. Yeah. So there's that. I have to try that at some point. Um, so I watched, obviously, Welcome to Sweden. Uh, right. All of it. Because it's not that long. Okay. Um, it's, I forget how many episodes. Um, but it's, you know, half hour thing. Sure. Um, well, not even half hour if it was made for TV. 22 minutes, probably, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or actually a little bit more. Because what I found out is that it actually aired in Sweden first. Oh, shit? Yes. It was made for Swedish TV originally. Oh. And then NBC brought it over because uh, Amy Poehler and all. Right, right. You know? Um, So that was all part of the thing. I I don't know if they split the cost on it, you know, like an HBO, BBC type thing or or whatever. Um, They probably did. Um, But it aired in Sweden first, which kind of surprised me. Um, But I'll I'll talk about that more later. Um, Broadchurch, I did watch the full second season. Nice. Um, So... I'll spoil the shit out of that. Nice. Mad Max. Oh, you went and saw it. I did get to see Mad Max. I saw it last night. Pretty freaking fantastic. I was, it's funny. I'm not that big of a fan of the original movies. Oh, I, I was a fan of the original Mad Max and the Road Warrior. Yeah. Um, the, the the other ones that came the Beyond Thunderdome was just fuck that, and it's funny because a lot of people love that movie the most. Oh, I hated that movie yeah. so much. I hated it. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I hated that. the 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 Road Warrior was yeah. well. I mean, it was one of those things that hit at just the right time. We're early teens. It's on HBO. Sure. Every night <laughs> for two months straight, it was one of those things that we all got into and absolutely loved it. Um, so this one, it's funny because I was talking to my brother-in-law about two weeks ago and we saw the poster for it. We were in Manhattan and he's like, oh yeah, Mad Max is coming. Oh, like in a week or two. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm really sold on it from what I've seen. Uh. <laughs> I said, I just... I don't know something about it. Like the, it's too bright and eh, I don't know. It just doesn't seem right. And then I watched it and I was like, all right, this is awesome. It's Um, it's a, it's a director that's still directing a movie in an older style. Yeah. Uh, I love the speed ups and that sort of thing. Like using the film tricks. Yeah. That was hilarious. That kind of made me laugh. That I I, I I got goosebumps when I saw that. I was like, Oh, this is so cool how he did that. Yeah. But, I mean, the guy just knows how to fill the screen uh, with so much going on, but at the same time, shot so freaking well, so much action, and you can still see what the hell's going on instead of the, you know, what we've seen for the last 10, 15 years where they make it seem like there's more action than there really is because they put the camera really close and they shake the camera around on their own. Yeah. And George Miller didn't do any of that. He didn't do that. (laughs) And there was actually an article where if when he was editing it, if he thought that it was too hard to see what was going on, they actually added more frames per second 
and slowed the action down enough so that you could see what was going on. So he's using all these insane film tricks. Almost all the effects uh, were physical effects. Obviously, they had some CGI in there. There's one shot toward the end of the movie that was such a ridiculous composite shot. And I, and I was like, I wonder if he did that on purpose. Because, I mean, you could see the outline and everything. But it had enough story to move the action along. The action was insane, just off-the-wall, crazy, something going on all the time. And then, like, they would take a five-minute break so you could get a breath. And then it would just yeah. kick in again. And Charlize Theron was awesome. Um, I loved how, uh, how he played Max. Although it seemed like he was almost trying to act like Mel Gibson a little bit, like how he did the voice and everything. Well, I don't know. I mean, the, like the one downside I saw to it, it got to the end and I was like, there was hardly any Max in there. <laughs> it just felt that way. I mean, he yeah. was there, but it really felt like there was hardly any Max Well, he didn't talk movie. very much, but no, he, he was in it a lot and he was doing a lot. He just wasn't talking very much. But, the, but now it's been a long time since I've seen The Road Warrior, but I tried to think back to it and I think he didn't talk all that much in the road no, warrior either. He didn't. And that no. was kind of the thing. So I was kind of okay with that. I was like, well, I, I think it's kind of the same way. Yeah. But at the same point, it just, there wasn't, I mean, he just, it didn't feel like he was in there all that much, which was fine. I mean, it was an excellent, excellent movie. I and was, I can't, it got done and I was sweating. <laughs> I'm serious. Like I was, I was just, and the thing is, I, hadn't really seen the, the original movies for a lo- really long time because I, when I was younger, I just didn't, I didn't get it. And the, the trilogy came out on Blu-ray and I'm like, all right, I'm going to buy these and watch them again. And, and maybe I'll appreciate it more than I'll, now that I'm older. And I watched the first two and I'm like, boy, I just don't like this very much. Like Mad Max, especially he really doesn't even get mad until the last 20 minutes of the movie. Well, yeah. You know? And, and I'm like, wow, that's, that's kind of a misnomer. And, and it, I mean, I got what they were trying to do. And I think that's one of the things that Fury Road really brings to the table is that George Miller was trying all this insane shit. He didn't have the budget for it, and he didn't have the technology. Yeah. And now it's he's got the technology. They have safer ways to do these insane stunts that they're doing, and he's got a budget. And I just – I freaking love how it was shot. I, I just – like there's that whole scene where they're going through the darkness and, and he's using like this blue filter almost and just the compositing that they did with it was just outstanding. But it's literally a humongous two and a half hour action scene with like four, maybe five minute breaks and it's just action. But it's cool action and it's great action. And like I said, they don't get mired down in some artificial story. Like there's enough story there. For you to not just think that it's the original Gone in 60 Seconds, which is just nonstop, you know, car chase. There was enough there that you, that you got it. And I, and I also love how the story kind of changed when they got to that certain point and they joined up with those other people. Yeah. And what ha- I, I, I loved how it didn't just end there. Like, they continued on and it made sense to a certain extent. Um, I, w- I was. I, I was. I went in with lower expectations than normal. But everybody on my social media was just raving about it. And I, and I was talking to Rock because he didn't want to see it either. And I said, you know what? Not this many people can be wrong. You know? And I said, let's go see it. <laughs> so, and I was down in Milwaukee for my interview yesterday. 
And uh, I, w- I was going to crash at his place anyway. And, and I said, let's just go see the movie. So we went and saw it. And yeah, I man, I just – I'm buying it on Blu-ray. No, no oh, yeah. doubts about it. I'm buying that movie. It was so freaking You good. saw it 3D, right? I did not see it 3D because oh. a lot of people said don't see it in 3D. Well, I saw it 3D. Yeah. Um, I thought it was fantastic. I'll buy it um, on, on 3D Blu-ray, but I'm really glad I didn't see it in 3D. Uh, we went to uh, – the Marcus Theaters around here have these ultra screens, which are damn close to being IMAX screens. They're just humongous and uh, top of the line everything, Dolby Atmos sound, the whole works. And we actually sat in the you know the electric recliners, and they have a bar up there so you can get a drink if you want. And just uh, They call it the ultra lounge seats and all that. Um, and I, I didn't want to be – I was afraid to watch it in 3D because I knew there was a lot of action. And I think some of the, in some of those movies where there's a lot of action, you tend to lose things in 3D a little bit. And that's kind of why I didn't want to do it. So, But I will buy it on Blu-ray in 3D for sure. Uh, it was fantastic. Um, it was. The, I'm not going to spoil it, but I just I'll, – I'll tell you because you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, when they show the big truck, like when they first go out, the war party goes out and yeah. they're behind that truck and it's the six huge drums and they're all boom, 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 yeah. boom you know, doing the, doing the that war, was the march. Yeah. That. And then when the camera comes around to the front, I laughed out loud in the theater and I was like, that's just fucking awesome. <laughs> well, just, and, and it was funny it was because funny. I was like, well, that's ruined me for every other movie because now every yeah. movie has to have live that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it was too funny. I, it was I, awesome. I, I was, I was <laughs> seriously in the theater. I think I said it like four times. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, it was so cool. It really was. I, it just it made me laugh at first, and I was like, you know what? That's perfect. It's <laughs> actually perfect. It was, and that's really funny. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it, it's, it's, I, in my opinion. You know, Fury Road is probably one of the best old school action films I've seen in, I would say, four or five years. I mean, George Miller, which is great. It's the guy that made the original three movies. And, you know, he comes back to do this. And it is, it's so shot in that old sensibility, but with the new technology and, and just the, you know, the new cameras and everything. And it was almost like, George Lucas thought about his original trilogy where, oh, if I had the technology, I could do this. I'm just going to redo it. But instead of redoing the first movies, he just continues on, George Miller does, and makes the movie that I think he always wanted to make, that he yeah. actually had the budget for, and you know, that sort of thing. And, and man, I, I could not appreciate it more. I, I, just, I, I just enjoyed the ride uh, through logic out, out the window and just enjoyed the ride. And, man, it was, it was a lot of fun to watch. Well, you know what's great about it, and uh, they probably publicized it. I don't know, um, but if people aren't aware, the the main guy, the main villain guy, um, with that mask on his yeah. face, was in the original Mad Max. Right. So it's really cool that he brought him along and said, "Here, I want you, Actually, and I want you to play this big part." I this. think there were more than one in that from the original. I think he brought a few other people too, but uh, that was the big one. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. It, and that's the cool thing also is that it wasn't this huge, well-known cast. There was a lot of people that you wouldn't recognize, uh, you know, but Zoe Kravitz is in it. Um, oh, the really, the, the girlfriend from the third Transformers movie that replaced Megan Fox and 
had never acted in her life and did a better job than Megan Fox. Uh, <laughs> I just forget her name, but she was in it, you know. And, and then, but Charlie Theron steals that movie almost. Like yeah. she's so good in that role. Well, and, and that's why. And that's why when you see it, you're like, was Max in this movie? <laughs> I mean, well, she, I don't, I don't, I, I just, I like what they did with it though because he's kind of the reluctant yeah. hero to a certain extent, or not even hero, but. Uh, Which is what he was in protagonist the protagonist yeah. to a certain extent. He's pulled into these things, and and that's kind of how it was in the other movies Road as Warrior. well. Yeah, you know? that was a big part of the Road Warrior that yeah. he didn't want anything to do with it, right. and he got dragged into it, and he was like, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> and so, I don't know if you, I don't know if you recognized the uh, the warrior that was in it, but that's the guy that plays Beast in the two new X Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew, I knew him. Uh, and I couldn't figure out why I knew him until afterwards, but I was like, I know this guy. Why do I know this guy? He was fantastic in this. Yeah, he was. Because I, you wouldn't even uh, think of him from any of the other stuff he's been in. Just the physical effects that they pulled off. Yeah. Man, I mean, those guys up on those poles. and I Oh, mean, just, that was so awesome. shit. I mean. <laughs> oh, my gosh, just, that was awesome. <laughs> you watch some of this stuff and you're like, how did somebody not get hurt there? Yeah. You know, and... It, but imagine filming that. With, <laughs> I mean, all those vehicles have to be moving, and your camera has to be moving, and you yep. have to be filming that, and uh, and then yeah. you have to do another take, and then you have to get a different angle, and you have to do this, and you have to. <laughs> holy! I, I kept joking about like if you're the the head mechanic on that because in the in the trailer or in the <laughs> the credits there's like head mechanic or whatever. I'm like, wow, how'd you like to be that crew? Ah, yeah. oh, we screwed up the shot. We got to rebuild all these cars. Have it done tomorrow. <sighs> Will you, Bob? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I it, it, it exceeded every expectation I had. I, I really loved it, and you know, Tomorrowland comes out next week, which I do want to see now. That is next week. Holy yeah, twentieth. Oh my gosh! I think it's like you know, is it tomorrow or it's like this Friday actually? Twentieth is tomorrow. Well, but it's Brad Bird directed it, so you have to expect that it's going to be good. I didn't uh, realize it was now. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and then we've got. Um, well, Star Wars at the end of the year. We've got Jurassic World in a couple of weeks. We've got, jeez, um, I mean, there's a ton of movies coming out this year. This summer is chock full. Spy, which actually I didn't want to see Spy, but then I found out that Paul Figg directed it. He's one of the director Bridesmaids, but he's also the one that's doing the new Ghostbusters reboot with the women. And the dude's hilarious. He also was behind uh, Freaks and Geeks. And... I usually give him the benefit of the benefit of the doubt, so I kind of want to see that now. Hmm. But, I wonder if this is gonna. Well, I need to see what else is coming out. Like, could this rival? Uh, summer of what was it? Eighty three, eighty four, eighty five, eighty five. Yep, eighty five. Eighty-five. What was that? Oh, Back to the Future, uh, Beyond Thunderdome, <laughs> Beyond Thunderdome. I'm telling you, people were telling me, "Oh, I love Beyond Thunderdome the uh, best." Goonies, <laughs> Breakfast Club, Legend, Color Purple, Rocky V, Rocky Ivy, uh, <laughs> Brazil, Clue, Mask. No, I don't know. Wait, what about eighty-three? Maybe it was 84, but I thought it was 85 because we were just talking about this not too long ago. Not you and I, but some friends of mine and I were talking about it. I thought it was 83. So let's see. 
the twenty second is Tomorrowland, and then the week after is that San Andreas movie with The Rock. Yeah. Mm. But then you've got Spy well, on June fifth. Spectacle. <laughs> um, Jurassic World on June twelfth. Ted 2 on June 26th, which I know you don't give a shit about, but I can't wait to see that. Uh, Let's see. Oh, God, the new Terminator. Uh, Let's see. Ant-Man on July 17th, which looks really good. Adam Sandler's Abortion Pixels. (laughs) God damn it. Uh, Mission Impossible is on my birthday on the 31st of July. Uh, Fantastic Four in August. Man from Uncle, which looks amazing, uh, on August fourteenth. Actually, no. You know what it was? It had to be eighty-two. Okay, right, that makes sense to, too. Listen to eighty-two. Poltergeist, Blade Runner, yeah. ET. Oh, that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, the Thing, First Blood, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Tron, <clears throat> Gandhi, Conan the Barbarian, Star Trek Two, Rocky Three. Officer and Gentleman, Sophie's Choice, Tootsie, Dark Crystal, uh, Beastmaster, Porky's, 48 Hours. Jesus. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there it is, 82. Yeah. Yeah. Blade Runner's the one that kicked it off for me because we I was bringing that up. I'm like, come on, Blade Runner, look at it. It was 82 and look how they made that movie look. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you hear that Anthony Bourdain is, is planning on building or opening like a market like that with a bunch of different little eateries like in Blade Runner? Really? It's going to be like this thousand acre pier or something. I just saw the the, the, the article, but I didn't read it yet. I've got it uh, bookmarked. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, what the hell were we talking about? Mad Max. Yeah, that's all. Oh, also, don't forget November 6th, Spectre comes out. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That was the other trailer I saw with... Uh, <clears throat> Avengers. Oh, okay. That just made me flip out. And for I, this, yeah. for Mad Max, I saw a trailer for the next vacation movie. Doesn't look bad. <sighs> it doesn't look bad, but I don't like what's his name? Oh, um the main guy. Uh yeah. Because he he's a will from- Yeah, from He's in the hangover and Yeah, the hangover. He's he's a Will Ferrell type to me. He's a guy that has very limited range. He plays one character. Mm-hmm. Um and he's playing it again in vacation. I oh, yeah. you know, this was when I saw it, like you didn't see him at first, and they talked about vacation and blah blah blah, and then they show Chevy Chase and and I was like, Oh, oh, this is you know, oh, they have a new Rusty, and oh, okay. And then I was realizing that it was him, and I went, ah, crap. Because um, <laughs> uh, Anthony Michael Hall, they had talked about this. I remember hearing about this years ago, that they were talking about making this movie and having him be Rusty. And, and honestly, I think that would have been cool, but the problem is they're not making this movie <clears throat> for people that remember the original movie. No, they're not. And a lot of people don't know Anthony Michael Hall because he only does TV. And I don't think he's been on for a couple of years, but because he was on a couple of USA shows. But these vacation movies, it was always Chevy Chase and right. uh, Beverly D'Angelo. But beyond them, it was a different set of kids every single time. You know, well, Anthony Michael was in. That's right. He was only in the first. Yeah, one. Only in the first one. Yeah, it was different kids every time. Every single time, it was different kids. 
But that's um, the thing. I mean, obviously the original one a lot of people love, but Christmas Vacation is yeah. has good. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a fantastic movie, but they need somebody that has box office draw, and Anthony Michael Hall does not have that draw. No. It and that's sucks. why they go with somebody that's hot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there were actually two little bits in there that made me laugh out loud. And I was like, wow, okay. You know, so maybe it looks be better than, decent, than but... I thought it would. Cause I was the same kind of person like, uh, why? Yeah. Like a lot of these remakes, that man, Munkle movie though, check out the trailer for that. It looks freaking fantastic. But at the same point, you know, this one will be good Yeah, because so. they are, um, the vacation movies are the polar opposite of the Star Trek movies. The Star Trek movies, the even ones were the good ones. The odd ones sucked. Yeah. For the most part, you know, you'd get a decent one here and there, but for the most part, that was it for the vacation movies. It's the odd ones that are good. And the even ones suck. Yeah. So agreed. This is number six. One, two, three, four. Oh no, this is number five. Actually. yeah. Yeah. This is number five. So, it's probably going to be a good one. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, European um, vacation was so bad. That was horrendous. Yeah, there were only about three good parts. Like uh, when they're in that little town in Germany, and they're like, "Why is the bell ringing?" That only happens when somebody's going to be hung. Dad. Like right away, they know it's him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're. It was yeah, just was the the kids were so poorly cast. Yes. Uh, the kids, those two actors, were terrible in those parts. You didn't give a crap about either of them. Exactly. Uh, it was yeah, that was a terrible, terrible movie. Yes. Um, Christmas Vacation was spectacular. Oh my god! Um, There's so much good in that movie. Yeah, and then Vegas Vacation was another crap fest. It was better than European Vacation, though. Like there are actually well, anything some good is better scenes than in... European. No, vacation. well, but there there are some good scenes in Vegas Vacation. It just doesn't work as a whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. And the girl that plays Audrey in that one just was miscast completely. The kid that played Rusty was pretty good, but yeah, the girl that played Audrey was, that was not Audrey. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Enough movie talk. (laughs) All right. Um, Well, I didn't play many things, but I played a lot of them. Uh, So first up, the Rocket League beta, which ended today. Oh, I played that too last night. Oh my God. Uh, It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was cool because Rock came up to my place over the weekend because uh, I had to go mow the lawn and everything, and he wanted Royal Tokyo uh, because I have a, him addicted to it. So uh, he wanted to try Rocket League out as well because I've been talking about it so much. So we played split screen online, and it worked great. I mean, obviously you don't have that that depth of view or whatever you know that 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 Panavision view that you have uh, when you're playing alone, but still worked great. I got him completely hooked on the on the beta. And he, when I was mowing the lawn on Sunday, he played for like five hours straight on one arena. I mean, that's, that when you think about it, it's so simple. There's no uh, car customization in the beta, nothing. It's just flat out display matches. And he played for like five hours straight. Uh, that's how damn good it is. And uh, played last night at his place for a little while. Even uh, he had me put my account on his PS4 so he could play it. <laughs> so, yeah, I think he's officially addicted uh, but man, I just I absolutely adore that game. I cannot wait until the full one comes out. And I, I was even like begging them to leave the the beta servers up. Just I said, just leave them up. They're fine. We just want to play the game. Uh, yeah, I, man, is it good? And then it was cool because 
And I know it was a big naysayer, but I, I was sitting there on my couch while he was playing Rocket League on my big TV, and I had to redeem a code because you and I talked about those Nintendo coins last week. So oh, yeah. I grabbed a couple of things, and one of them was a Wii U uh, uh, virtual console title. I'm like, oh, crap, i got to put that code in. So I grabbed my, you know, my Wii U tablet and, and put the code in and everything, and I had it in my hand. I'm like, oh, Mario Kart 8 is in the drive. Oh, might as well play it. So I played it on the little thing. And that's the first time I've ever actually played a Wii U game while somebody else was on the big TV. Because, you know, I live alone and all that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I played some Mario Kart 8. Um, I unlocked the 200cc, but I did not try it because I'm not stupid. Because uh, I just think it's going to be too fast. But uh, played through another set of the, tra- of, the, of the new tracks in 150cc to get, you know, get that completed. Uh, I still love that game so much. It's man, it's so good. Uh, also, and then <clears throat> we didn't talk at all about the PSN outage that, that happened one night. Uh, but PSN went down for a while right after the Destiny patch came out, or not right after, but a few hours after. And uh, man, I was joking about it on Twitter, and nobody took me serious. But um, I every now and then, like people send us Steam codes for games even though we don't cover Steam games. And I always kind of tell them, like, well, we don't cover Steam games. I don't want to use this code. And sometimes they'll say, well, just keep it anyway. So I had a couple, and I knew that one of these games was going to be on PlayStation eventually, and that's a game called Not a Hero. Uh, It's being published by Devolver Digital. So I threw it in, and uh, I've got a controller for my PC and everything, and and I put it on my laptop. Oh, my God, is it a blast. Uh, It's this side-scrolling action game. No jump button, but you have a slide. And it's supposed to be one of these, you know, like, just blasting everything, doing all these cool slides. And if you slide into somebody, you you, kind of juggle them a little bit or they they get dizzy. And you can pull off, like, a kill move on them and all that stuff. But it's, you know, kind of the retro-looking graphics and all that. But there's so much going on on screen. Some great writing. And uh, it's almost... A little puzzly too, just getting through some of the levels and getting all the uh, the things. That, uh, they'll give you like three uh, goals for each level, and you know, like find all these or do whatever. And you can either just burn through it as fast as you want, or you can you know take the time to look around for stuff. But it, it's really nice and straightforward. It's really easy to control, and you end up getting more and more characters to use. And every one of the characters has different attributes. Like one guy uses a shotgun, but he can, he can actually blow a door open with a shotgun instead of you opening it. Um, or you get this woman who can run faster and she can reload while she's running instead of having to duck behind cover, but it's all from a side perspective. Um, but you can still like duck behind cover, that sort of thing. And, but it's nice and simple, really easy mechanics. And at the same time, you still have to think about what you're doing and it's a blast. So I was like, I, I can't wait till this comes to PlayStation. So hopefully, uh, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna see it at E3. I haven't, I haven't seen yet if we are, but uh, if we do, I'm gonna bug them and bug them and bug them. But they said it's still coming. Hopefully in 2015, that's their plan. Uh, but keep an eye out for that. Seriously, it's it's uh, it's really badass. But it's out on Steam right now. If you wanna, if you have that opportunity, and give it a try. And then more MLB 15. The show. I'm in 20. 2021 i think with my character right now with my player uh doing really well like like i mentioned even last week i think it was i think i'm in my second month and they're already chanting mvp which i think is kind of funny um but yeah still having a blast with that uh more project cars finally got the written review up on the website 
as as I think Ben Palmer said, it's the war and peace of Project Cars reviews. Uh, I didn't I didn't expect it to get so wordy, but there's so much to cover that it just kind of happened. But I did like give it a couple once over, so hopefully you didn't have to do too much work on that one. Uh, yeah, Be honest. I I don't remember. It was here and there. I, <clears throat> there was there's always every single review. There's stuff. Well, but that's why we have somebody taking a look at it before they go up. Yes, I yes. I make sure that. Every single review goes through me, basically, for anybody who yeah. didn't know that listening. <laughs> so I make sure that, or at least I try to make sure that all the spelling is right, that stuff makes sense, that um, somebody did a review. I don't even remember what it was at this point, but somebody did a review. And I read through the whole thing, and I got to the end, and they were like, they were like, it's great, it's great, it's great, it's great, it's great, it's great. And then the score was like a 7 or a 6.5. And I was like, wait a minute. Wait, what? Wait. <laughs> I said, I see you touched upon here and there that you had some problems, but really the review doesn't reflect the score. Yeah. And and they were like, oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. I was kind of half asleep when I wrote it, and I'll go back. And they added in a bunch of stuff, and then it made sense. <laughs> So I, I, I check for stuff like that. I just make sure that that what people are writing is actually matching up with the score yeah. and things like that. Um, so yeah, that's there's yeah, there's a lot of that going on. Plus all those little quotes, all those little pull quotes and things that show up in them, I'm pulling all those out at the end and putting them in there manually. They don't just magically show up. I wish there was a way we could build that into I do too. But I mean, if you want to, if you want to teach me how to do that, I can definitely take some of that weight away. Well, but that's one of those things. Like you have to read through the whole review and place them where it's the whole thing with with the images and the text and doing it in a way that it's all balanced out. Yeah. Because I will get reviews from people where they put no images in at all and lead me to do it. And then I'll get reviews from people where they'll have like seven images in the first five paragraphs and then none for the next 12 paragraphs. And I'm like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And then I have to start moving things around. Um, Well, but the good thing is uh, we're going to be adding, hopefully tomorrow, I was going to do it earlier, but with all this job interview stuff, so last minute I didn't have time yet, but uh, we're going to be adding three more people to the team for news posts. That's cool. So yeah, we've uh, I just, I talked to all of them and everybody's still on board. So I just need to get their account set up and then we're gonna have them buddy up with our guys, uh, so that maybe they're even ready for some help uh, for E three. So yeah. that'll be really cool. And I don't want to sound like I'm being like I'm dumping on everybody for the reviews. The, the reviews are awesome. Everybody's been doing a fantastic job. No, he just dumps on us via email. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, seriously though, I mean the <laughs> we have so many more reviews up than we ever have in the past. Oh my God. Yes. I think we've already beaten last year. Haven't we? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we did. I mean, we were a couple of months ago when I was talking about how we were about to beat last year. Yeah. Um, we were well on our way. Um, so and I've yeah. been getting so much hardware lately. I mean, I'm, I'm doing <clears throat> this steering wheel one, which as long as we're going, I might hold it off till next week just cause we're running really long already. Um, but there's going to be written review up for this T 300 soon. 
Uh, and also I've got some headphones that I've been reviewing uh, or working on this week. And we're actually going to have a pair to give away as well. So I'll be talking about that hopefully next week and have a written review for that up. Um, yeah, yeah. If I could find and we're also going to actually... have a new capture device soon. Uh, Asus. I have a review up of the original Asus uh, HD uh, capture on our website. And they have a new one now. And it sounds like they actually listen to reviews because my biggest problem with that one was it didn't have an HDMI pass-through. So you had to you had to play the game on your computer screen, and that really sucks when you're using a, a laptop and you have to be able to watch everything else. Uh, so this one's got an HDMI throughput. It's got all the stuff that I complained about. So so obviously they just listen to me. Mm, of course. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's going to be some hardware coming up, and also like I said, that Nyko data bank might be showing up, and I'll uh, take the time to work on that as well. But yeah, we've we've been really <laughs> cranking them out lately. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, if if I could find the time to write some stuff, I'd have more written reviews up too because I've been doing stuff on the podcast that just I never get the chance to write it up. Yeah. And get it on the site. Yeah. Which they're all there in the back of my head and I keep saying, you know, whenever I get the time, I'm going to write a flurry of reviews that are going to hit the site, all these old reviews, but just to have them up there, you know? Well, especially when we get to, to you know, around the time that the Golden Minecarts come up, it's nice to have all that stuff on the website to be able to reference. Well, that's usually when it's going to happen. Is that, is that, (laughs) has that been nominated? Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Like my Street Fighter review from June or July, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, and then last but not least, I played a ton of Destiny the last few days because I wanted to get to 32. Didn't do it until today. I finally hit 32. Uh, of course, today is when House of Wolves came out. It's the second major DLC for uh, Destiny. And it's interesting. They've made a, a bunch of changes now. And it was funny. We were going through some of the uh, the story stuff and, and, and uh, some of the, the, the bounties. And we were like, holy crap, this is a new area. And then we figured out, oh, no. This is just the same levels we've been playing, but they made it made you go in reverse. So you start at the end and you end at the beginning. Uh, there are a couple of new areas uh, that were previously blocked off. Uh, so there are a couple more new areas that were already in the game because you could glitch into them before. <laughs> um, but we went through everything you can go through in a day. We did the Nightfall, which was insanely tough today. We did notice that the Weekly and the Nightfall are now different missions. They're not the same thing, so you're not doing the same thing twice in a day. Uh, you know, obviously you can upgrade your, um, your armor with, uh, ethereal light, that sort of thing. And, uh, I did that with my helmet, got up to level 32, also did that with my red death, uh, be, uh which is my main rifle right now. And, and that just gives you higher power so that you can, you have more hit points. Um, but we did all the Queen's bounties the other day because when the patch hit, the Queen's bounties actually showed up. So we could actually go grab those and Josh doesn't know what the hell I'm talking about anyway. But but there's no new strike in this. So what they did is apparently the Nightfall is now officially the the strike in in House of Wolves, which is kind of weird. But you have to go through the story. Well, what Bungie said was you had to go through the story to unlock the Nightfall. But then somebody found out that, no, the Nightfall is actually there. So we actually went and did it. Uh, because you want to do the Nightfall first so that you have an XP boost for everything else you do for that week. Because once you have the Nightfall, you have like this blue halo around your head, so you can't do the Nightfall again. Um, but that gives you an XP boost. So we did all that. We did the bounties. 
We also did uh, the Prison of Elders, which was a new thing that was added with this new uh, DLC. And what the Prison of Elders is, is essentially a horde mode. Uh, it goes in waves, but also there's some light objective-based stuff in it as well. So uh, in one of the rounds, you had you have to like find these three points and blow up these mines or just capture them, like almost like a capture-the-flag type situation. Um, I do like how they're handling some of the bounty stuff now. Uh, instead of just going and kill this dude or whatever, a lot of this stuff now is kind of wave-based, almost like the public events. So there's at least a little more of a challenge and a little more variety in it. It does seem like they've listened to people about, like I said, the fact that you end up doing like the, the same mission three or four times. Uh, it seems like they've mixed that, that up quite a bit. But, you know, it's the same old, same old. And honestly, for as expensive as the DLC is, uh, it's 20 bucks. There's really not a lot of new content. But there are new guns and everything else, and that's one thing. Uh, they add this new gun as a secondary weapon called the sidearm. It's just a pistol, basically. But when you get it, it's leveled all, or it's it's actually at 331 already, which is kind of the top, uh, the top rating that every weapon could have before the DLC. So it's already really powerful when you get it, and it's like 15 shots. You could just pop off really fast. It's a badass little pistol. Like I ended up using it more than a hand cannon today, because you can pull off about two or three times the amount of shots in the same amount of time you can on the hand cannon. Uh, and I've already upgraded that completely. Uh, my character's at 32 and a half already. Uh, so we literally, I think we spent five or eh, roughly five hours today doing all the DLC. And, and I like what they did with it, but I do think that 20 bucks is still pretty steep for what you're getting. Uh, you know, now they have the reef instead of the tower and blah, blah, blah. But you still do have to go back to the tower because uh, there are no crucible... Uh, no crucible quartermasters at all, and a whole bunch of stuff they don't have in the reef. But it's nice to be able to go to somewhere else instead of the damn tower, like we have been for how long? Um, but yeah, uh, Dave is streaming it right now. Actually, I streamed it all morning, uh, and we'll probably have a write up on on this DLC once it's all done. Dave did a great job. Also, he got an article up on the website yesterday morning, uh, just kind of based off of what he was seeing in some of the videos. And what Bungie was saying. A couple of things were wrong, but it wasn't his fault because Bungie didn't tell anybody until early this morning. Um, but overall, I think he really nailed it uh, in terms of how you want to handle upgrading stuff. For Like right when you get into House of Wolves, like, you know, work on your armor first, then you work on your weapons. And, and he gave a really nice kind of, uh, kind of path on how to handle things. So good job, Dave. Yeah. He worked really hard on that article. It was great. Yeah. And it obviously a lot of people liked it. It did really well on like N4G and stuff was, it, it built up pretty well. So yeah, but that's it for me for playing and stuff. And we already talked about Mad Max. So I guess we can mm-hmm. finally take our break after two hours. Yay. <laughs> Yay. All right. Well, we come back. I'm going to take the, the steering wheel review off. I think we should wait till next week. Cause just because we have so much this week already. Okay. So I'm going to officially delete it right there. Um, but we got the review for Welcome to Sweden Season 1, review of Ultratron, which I'm very interested in, a review of Broadchurch Season 2, which, again, I'm very interested in, uh, and uh, some emails, E3, and we'll get the hell out of here. We'll be right back. Dynamic! Baseball star! Professional!
All right, we're back. Hey, before we get into this bevy of reviews, uh, the Oddworld folks wanted to remind everybody that uh, Oddworld New and Tasty finally came out for the PS3, and the Vita version is still on the way. Uh, We're actually going to be seeing it at E3, but uh, to remind everybody, we actually have some codes to give away. How novel. Yeah. What concept is that? Yeah. So these are for the PS3, but don't forget... New and Tasty is cross-buy. So if you don't have it yet, it'll work on your PS4. When the Vita version comes out, it'll work there. <clears throat> so essentially you're getting uh, this game on any platform you want to play if it's on PlayStation. Yep. Except for the PS2 or PS1 or well, PSP. Well, yeah, but that doesn't count because they don't have the online store. <laughs> you said any, any PlayStation. Well, you know what I mean. <clears throat> yeah. Have to be clear so we don't get sued when somebody tries to put this on the PSP well, and it doesn't work. Yeah, all right. Good point. All right. So uh, I'll do the yeah. first one. Uh, 6B9GELNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNN
And <laughs> I was like, something's weird here. And then I looked it up online and I dug into it and I found out that it aired in Sweden first. And then they had to dub those lines and blur the nudity ah. for NBC. So, uh, fuck became, I forget Fjord- what it became. Jordan? No, it, it became something else, <laughs> whatever it was. But I enjoyed it in a way because really this is one of those things that we wouldn't have seen when we were growing up. Right, right. Simply because a big chunk of it is in Swedish with English subtitles. I saw that like when I was <laughs> reading some info, I think it was on IMDb or something, and one of the one of the people's like, I like this show and everything, but man, I got really tired of reading. <laughs> but it's set in Sweden. What do you expect? You're, exactly. They're all just going to speak English all the time. That's well, sure. That's not We're Americans. Reality. Everybody has to bow to what we do. <clears throat> and that's why I like this. That's why I like things nowadays in terms of movies and TV shows, because they're not afraid to get the actors from Germany and the actors from Sweden and the actors from Japan and have them speak in their native languages and just yeah. put subtitles like they should not just speak German with uh, English with a crappy German accent <laughs> and pretend that everybody's speaking German, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> I appreciate that. I appreciate the realism of it. Um, so the story here is that um, Greg Poehler, uh, this is based on his real life story. He actually fell in love with a girl from Sweden and moved over there um, hmm. like this. Uh, in this story, he plays this guy named Bruce, who is an accountant for a lot of Hollywood stars. Okay. Um, he's, he's from New York, uh, works in New York and falls in love with this girl. She has to move back to Sweden for her job. And he says, fuck it. I'm quitting my job. I'm done. And I'm going with you. Huh? Uh, so he follows her back to Sweden Amy Poehler is one of his um, clients and she's completely lost without him. We find that, that all his clients are completely lost without him because he had a very creative accounting scheme, (laughs) which I don't know if that's going to come back to bite him in the ass in the second season or something. Nice. But Amy, especially. Well, what does he carry in Sweden now? Well, (laughs) But at one point, Amy offers him $300,000 to come back for like two months and fix her shit. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that creates conflict, of course. And that's the whole point of it. You know, there's all this conflict going on. Sure. Um, It's a comedy. A little bit of drama in it, but mostly a comedy. Uh, It's it's pretty funny. the cast is excellent. It's a Swedish cast essentially and him. Right. Uh, and then you get the odd every now and then you have Amy Poehler and Amy hangs out with Aubrey Plaza and they're, they're both playing themselves. Nice. Um, and oh, so she's actually playing herself in it. Yeah. Oh, that's, uh, that's cool. Yeah. So Amy is using Aubrey to get him back. Um, like she's, she's constantly calling him. Um, she's trying to get him into compromising situations. She's trying to get him to leave his girlfriend. Um, 
she stalks him at one. She gets sent. She goes over to Sweden at one. Aubrey goes over to Sweden at one point huh. and just shows up outside his door, nice. like she's stalking him. And his why gr- doesn't that happen to me? His girlfriend sees her and she's like, "Oh no, I'm here on like a European comedy tour of all the capitals." <laughs> she's like, "Really? Where?" She's like, "London and <laughs> Paris and." The one in Germany and <laughs> the she and some other one and she has no idea. So, um, but their her family, her family is really well cast. the The father is awesome. The father is so cool. But it's people you've never heard of, except for her mother, which surprised me. Then I had to look up. I was like, is she really Swedish? Lena Olin. I had huh. no idea Lena Olin was Swedish. <laughs> But she is, and she's speaking Swedish through most well, of the show. Well, same with Malin Ackerman. She was born in Sweden, and her whole and she shows up. Yes, yeah, yeah. And that's a whole thing. Like at one point, he's he's is a little spoiler, but it's I mean it's a comedy, and it's it's not really spoilery. Yeah. Uh, she's on Skype with him, and she's like, "I need you to come back and fix my stuff. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't know what I'm doing. You're my accountant." He's like, "I just I can't. I'm coming back. I I can't handle it here." She's like, what's wrong? It's like, it's just it's Swedish people. They suck. They're just boring and they're just this and they're that. And I hate them. And she's like, I'm Swedish. She's like, no, you're not. You're Canadian. She's like, I was born in Sweden. It's <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, um, so a lot of people show up like that. Gene Simmons oh, no shows shit. up at one point. Yeah. Uh, and it's really funny because he's there. He's like, you need to come fix my <laughs> um, But everybody is constantly bugging him to, to fix their stuff. Um, so her family, it's her father, her mother. Her mother is Lena Olin, like I said. And she, her mother is a psychiatrist. Uh, so she's always looking for a way to, you know, what's wrong? And why, you know... You shouldn't be together, basically. <laughs> um, her brother is like 28, still lives at home with his parents, doesn't have a job. Oh, my God. He's like, I'm going to start a reggae bar. <laughs> He's got like one bad idea after another. Uh, her uncle <clears throat> loves America. He runs a video store, video rental store okay. with American movies and everything out of his mouth is like a line from like some movie. Um, so it's, it's pretty funny. Um, it has its moments. Uh, his parents show up for one episode, Patrick Duffy and Ileana Douglas. That's awesome. Um, and that gets into a whole kind of funny thing where they sit down to eat and his father suddenly starts Jesus thank you for this wonderful food you've got for us Jesus and we love you Jesus for all your Jesus things that you Jesus do (laughs) you know and he's going on and on and on and every time he slows down they all reach for the food and he starts up again and they reach for the food and he starts up again and you know and he gets to the end and he says amen and he's like, so how do you, how do you say amen in, in Swedish? And the father is like, amen. He's like, oh, that's because I didn't hear you say that. He's like, oh, uh, uh, amen. And his, the mother is like, what? All right, enough of this. She's like, 
I, we're not religious. And they get into a huge fight over that. <laughs> that they're not religious and they're not married. Like right. nobody, none of them get married because he gets into a whole thing about bastards. Well, then you're just, nobody likes a bastard and the whole place just. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> and everybody is a bastard. <laughs> basically. Nice. So there's, you know, the whole culture clash thing going on. Um, it's good. Uh, it has some rough spots here and there. Um, but overall it's fun. Uh, it's, you know, there's nothing on here but the show itself. Uh, no extras, really, at all. Hmm. Um, Probably because they didn't really expect, I don't know, you, you can just see some things like that where they don't expect it really do to, to do too much. They just do it on the cheap and they don't really mess around. Yeah. Um, two discs. Uh, it's good, though. Um it's the full first season. Um, there was one, at least one episode where I don't know why they did it, but the subtitles were up top. But I, I think it's because it was early on in the episode and the opening credits were still coming up down at the bottom and, sure. you know, on the one side of the screen. But because of that, the, the subtitles ended up like right on top of the characters faces and everything. And it just, it was a mess. <laughs> It was very brief, and it was just one episode, but it was a mess. They, I just, they didn't quite figure that out. Get that nice. right. Um, but it's cool. It's funny because they, you know, they play on the stereotypes. He, oh, his, oh, I forgot. There's a whole subplot of he goes to learn Swedish. Um, so he goes to take classes, and. You know, the class is introducing themselves and the first guy introduces himself. And then the next guy, the guy right behind him is like, hi, my name is Hassan. I am from Iraq. Uh, we lived there for all these years until the Americans came in and they destroyed and they bombed my village and destroyed my home and my family. And we had to run and we were in a refugee camp and it was horrible. And I hate the Americans. The Americans are evil, evil people. And he's going on and on. And then it's his turn. And he's like, hi, I'm Bruce. I'm from Canada. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a whole subplot that they become really good friends. And how is he, is he going to tell him that he's really American? How's he going to tell him he's really American? And it becomes a whole thing for like half the season. Um, because the whole time I'm like, oh, don't tell. I don't want him to tell him. I don't want him to do, no, don't do this, you know? (laughs) But it's a comedy and it's, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's good. It's actually pretty funny. Um, and I know there is a second season. I think it's out already somewhere, but Mm. I mean, it's not out on DVD. Obviously this is just hitting today. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Wait, is it today? Uh, yes. Today. It doesn't say on here. May 19th. Yes. That is today. So it is out as we speak. Um, the retail price, 35, mm. I think it's, I'm sure it's cheaper on Amazon. And uh, you can watch the pilot for free on IMDb. Really? The, the, the first full episode is on IMDb. The, wow. Yeah. That's odd. 
Uh, no, you see it quite a bit nowadays on IMDb. Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll put like the pilot up or whatever just to try to get it exposed to people. Huh. Okay. Well, it's seventeen bucks on Amazon, which is very doable, I would say, yeah. for for the first full season. You know, since this is NBC, I wonder if it's on Hulu. Might be. Let me look. All right. Um, well, I would give it. Uh, I think I give it an eight. Cool. Overall, um, it's good. Yeah, it is on Hulu. Season nice. one is. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Worth a watch, definitely. Um, so, okay, now on to... What are we on to? Ultratron. Ultratron! Yes. I was c- curious about this one, and you you said you'd do the review, so I wanted to wait until you got done with this to make my decision. All right. So... Puppy Games originally developed this. They're the guys that did Titan Attacks, which was the Space Invaders homage. Right. Which was freaking awesome. Yes, it is. Uh, This is kind of an homage to Robotron 2084. Which I saw immediately when I saw the trailer. I'm like, wait a second, that's Robotron. Yeah. It's it's very much in that vein. Um, So if you know those games, if you know Space Invaders, you know Robotron 2084, if you played Titan Attacks, you'll have an idea of what to expect here in this. Because the way Titan Attacks updated uh, Space Invaders, this does almost the exact same thing for Robotron, even down to the color scheme. Oh, nice. Cool. So... Uh, for people who don't know what Robotron is, uh, it's a twin stick shooter. Um, Probably the original twin stick shooter. It might be. When you think about it. Actually, that yeah, or, it might be. Yeah, because Wizard of War was just a single joystick and you just had a fire button. Yeah. I think it might be the original twin stick. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I think it was. I can't think of another one. I can't that either. That came before it. Um, so... You move with the left stick, shoot with the right stick, and but you're a robot, basically, uh, a little humanoid robot. And that's the thing. It like has this whole story, but you don't know that story. Like It doesn't tell you in the game. Right. <laughs> um, but the idea is that uh, the last human has been slain by evil killer robots, and you are the one remaining humanoid battle droid, and your mission is to avenge the human race. <laughs> so you're it's it's an arena based sure like basically you're on one screen the whole time in this little arena and all you can do is move around that arena and the enemies will spawn from the corners and then come at you all at once essentially mm. uh so you have to shoot like mad and avoid them. Nice. Um, the updates here from like an old Robotron, uh, an old standard game, as you're shooting all those guys, they're dropping what look like coins. I didn't pick up on that for the first two levels. And then I was like, wait, what? <laughs> because you get to the end. I, it's, it's hard to tell with the way the graphics are. And, and that's one of the downsides to it. Yeah. As the action gets more and more intense, it becomes really hard to pick out 
what's going on on screen just because of the color palette and because of the, the effects and, and stuff, it becomes really difficult to really understand that, okay, that will kill me. That will not kill me as you're moving around the screen. It, yeah, I had a hard time with that in places. That being said, I almost blew through the entire game in my first sitting. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe it's just because I had played Robotron a billion times. Um, I don't know. Um, One of the cool things about this is it has an adaptive um, difficulty level to it. Okay. So it will ramp up based on how you're playing. So if you start to stink, it'll kind of pull back a little bit. Okay. So it's not, maybe that's another reason why I was able to almost blow through the whole game. Yeah. Um, But it does, you get to a point where things just get so chaotic that it becomes a nightmare. Um, I forgot to mention, Curve Digital actually did the adaptation uh, for the consoles. Right. Um, They're the publisher, but they also did the... The conversion, essentially. Um, Them and Devolver, the two of them have become... They're getting big. Yeah. They're putting out fantastic games, both of them. Devolver is going to have a big presence at E3 this year. I mean, we there's a... I can't talk about what we're going to see yet, but um, they've got a good list of games. Yeah. So, and, And Curve is usually the same way. Curve... Curve did really Thomas was alone about a year and a half. Curve brought Thomas was alone to the yes. consoles yes. and uh, still think, I yep. think. Um, but yeah, they're the two of them are. You'd barely heard of them or never heard of them, and suddenly they're responsible for publishing and bringing all these amazing games to the consoles. Yeah. So I just I wanted to mention that. Um, so after each level. Uh, based on the points you get and all those little coin things you pick up, you can sp- it, it it equates to cash, and you can spend that cash on a bunch of power ups, um, very much like Titan attacks. Uh, so you have a whole series of power ups uh, that are uh, you can get bombs, um, you can upgrade your shields. Uh, you can add little droids that little bots that are along with you up to three of them eventually. Um, but you have to have enough money to essentially buy all these different things. And you have to unlock some of them. Um, you have a speed boost. Uh, there's a drone that you can drop into the, it, it drops automatically into a specific spot in the play field. And as you shoot, it shoots in the same direction. It's stationary. It just sits there. And it it takes a while for it to be destroyed. Like, they don't go after it, and them touching it isn't going to destroy it or anything. Right. Um, the trick to it is, though, it's sitting up in a corner somewhere. And you're shooting guys down in a corner. But depending on where you are and where your shot is angled, you know, that... that drone could just be shooting at a wall half the time. Oh, okay. So then you start moving yourself around, trying to position yourself to get maximum impact with your shots and the drone shots at the same time. You know? Right. 
Uh, so there, there becomes, you know, you, you start seeing a little strategy there. Every couple of waves, there's, there's like a, it's not, well, there's boss. There are four bosses, uh, four or five bosses. I think, um, they weren't terribly hard. The ones I came up against, I think mm-hmm. I got three of them or four. Sure. I got all but one essentially, whatever it is, however many there are. Um, I didn't get to the last one. I died before I got to the last one. You suck. Yeah. Um, you'll see different enemies, you know, the, the basic grunts like you see. And in Robotron, there were the guys that took a lot more shots to take down. Uh, there were the guys that come charging at you. They're the guys that go flying across the screen and leave a trail of dangerous things in their path. So if you touch that trail, you'll blow up or you'll get killed. Okay. Your shields will get knocked out, whatever it is. Um, so there are a bunch of different enemies that you have to worry about, but you, you're not really given any instruction there. You just kind of have to figure it out on your own. And well, but that's kind of the way that like old, old school arcade, arcade games, games were. Yeah, so, yeah. exactly. Um, but again, it gets to a point where it's not always entirely clear that this is deadly and this is not. Um, just based on the color palette, um, right. which was bugging me. Um, I just started avoiding almost everything, um, except, you know, the little coins and things that I knew I should grab sure. for sure. Uh, every once in a while, like a fruit will come across the screen <laughs> and you can try to grab that like Pac-Man. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So there's a lot of little things in there. Um, it's it's cool. It's actually a fun game. Um, it is cross-buy <clears throat> across all three platforms. I played it on the Vita. I played it on the PS4. I did not get to play it on the PS3. I forgot it was on the PS3, actually. <laughs> um, it plays great on all of them. It's cross-save, and the oh, cool. save is simple um, to, to push up and, and to grab. <clears throat> which was funny because I was playing it on one PS4 and, you know, I put, I did the cloud save. Sure. And then like a day or two later, I was downstairs and I was like, I want to play that. And, oh, but I have to, oh no, I don't have to get my USB stick and do the thing. I could just pull the cloud save down yeah, yeah. and just play it here on the PS4. So nice. I was able to avoid the whole one gig debacle that's going on with the, Oh my God! PlayStation they thing. Desperately need to increase that. <laughs> yeah, because I'm getting that message about every week now. Especially uh, the Rocket League beta was taking 240 meg <laughs> for some reason on the online uh, or on my on my cloud. I'm like, what the hell is it uploading? Yeah, I so. I turned all that. I turned off the automatic uploads months like six months ago. Yeah, because I ran out of space and I was getting those messages, so I just turned them off everywhere and. I have to use the USB stick. Uh, but you don't have to with this, so it's nice. Um, plays well on at least PS4 and PS3. Uh, I think I like it better on the PS4 just because it's the bigger screen, but I do like being able to just take it with me, you know, and, yeah. and just play it wherever I want. I end up um, playing Titan Attacks on the Vita a lot more. Yeah. 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 So... It can be difficult at times just simply because of the color scheme and because of the way everything 
explodes all over the place. Sure. Um, but overall, it's a it's a pretty fantastic game. Nice. Uh, especially if you're into that type of game. Um, I am worried that, like I said, I almost blew through the entire game in one sitting, my first sitting. Oh, <laughs> so I am worried that I'll get to level 40 and be like, okay, <laughs> I'm done. Now why? I mean, it's one of those games. It's like Robotron. You know, you're going to play it. You're going to drop your quarter and you're going to play again. You're going to play again. Sure. doesn't matter if you get to the end. You're just, you're going to go back and play it again because it's that challenge and it's fun and, you know. So, um, I'm wavering here. It's either an 8.5 or a 9. I can't decide. I think an 8.5. Okay. Yeah. Which is still very good. Yeah. 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 It's like I said, it's a really, really good game. Nice. Um, I'll probably pick it up now. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I think you'll really enjoy it. Nice. Yeah, because I really like Titan Attacks. It's yeah. It's one that it's one of those games that oh, I got fifteen minutes to kill. I'll throw that in. Yeah. And that was the thing. I thought, well, you know, I'll just play a little of it and <laughs> level thirty something. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. So, but it's fun. It's definitely fun. Um. Okay. What is next? Broadchurch. Broadchurch. Broadchurch, yes. Oh, before uh, before you do that, I just want to kind of follow up really quick on the Project Cars review I did on the podcast last week because mm-hmm. I didn't want to I didn't want to fully grade it just because I hadn't really <clears> tried <throat> the online yet. So just really, really quick. Uh, the online is really good. Uh, it's run rock solid every time we've raced so far. I do hope that they patch in some sort of system to watch out for not just people acting like D-bags. Like, uh, there is a disqualification if, if they go backwards and they hit you like head-on or whatever, but it's, it does seem to give you a lot of leeway. Uh, but the other problem we ran into was we started a really long race. It was like 12 laps on a pretty long track. And one of the cars actually just sat there the whole time. Like, the person was away from their, their controller. Um, that car sat there the whole time. There was no timeout mechanism in there whatsoever, so we're hoping maybe that happens eventually. Uh, but online play is great. It's got full voice chat, et cetera, et cetera. Lobby system's really good. It is a little difficult in one respect, and that is that you can't bring your whole party into a lobby. Uh, what you have to do is actually join a lobby and then hit triangle to invo- invite your friends in manually and hope that the lobby doesn't fill up well, you know, before they join. Uh, but you can do private rooms, uh, and you can change pretty much every single thing that you can possibly think of uh, in terms of conditions, tracks, cars, restrictions, everything in that online lobby. And it's very easy to set up, very easy to invite people in. Uh, the invitation system works great. Uh, and so if you have like a party set up, <clears throat> they have a new thing in the invitation system that they have on the PS4 now where uh, you don't have to go to your friends list. What you can do is to say people in party and it'll just list those people in your party. Uh, so it makes things a lot easier, but, uh, online play is seriously, it's been great. I have not had any bad races whatsoever. So, uh, I did give it an 8.0 at the end. If you want to read, uh, the novel that I wrote, uh, unexpectedly head over to psnation.com and it's up there. So I just wanted to follow that up really quick. All right. All right. So now we're on to Broadchurch. 
Okay. Okay. Now, I looked this up as well. Okay. Because this was the thing, because you had talked about, and, you know, that was kind of in the back of my head too. Where do you go in season two? Because season one was this very self-contained thing. Yeah. Uh, There's a reason for that. The writer, uh, Chris Chibnall, I think is his name. Um, He originally envisioned this whole thing as a trilogy, as three full seasons of this story. Okay. When he did the first one, he wrote it as a self-contained thing, just in case it didn't get picked up and continue on. Yeah, which is kind of normal for some of these things that they don't know how well it's going to do. Yeah. Of course, it exploded and became a national monster hit in England and made its way over here as well and even spawned a crappy American knockoff with David Uh, Tennant. Which one was it? I know what you're talking about. It had some different name, but it was yeah. basically the same story in an American town, and they, they brought David Tennant over to essentially play the same character, but in a different thing, and it was just, it didn't do well. No. Um, I'll have to find that, because I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I forget the name of it. Um, so, for those not aware, the original story is, it's a small town in England, a fictional town. Um, Grace Point. Grace Point. Yes, that's what they yes. called it. Um, so it's a fictional town in England, little small, small town. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows everybody's business. Yeah. Uh, typical small town. And uh, in the first episode, uh, this young boy is killed. I think he's 12 or so. Something like that. Yeah. Somewhere around it's there. Been, it's been a few months since I've watched it. Yeah. Um, he's found dead on the beach. Uh, this is a coastal town. Right. Um, and there's a new detective in town, uh, who had just started. He's got a past, um, where he was involved in another case of, uh, two girls that were kidnapped and disappeared and the bodies were never body of one was found. The one, the other one was never found. And something happened in that case and the whole thing fell apart and he left and now he's here. Yeah. Um, and he actually went to this town. I think, I think it's, it was said something like he just went there just to kind of hit retirement. Like yes. he just wanted to lay low yes. because it was a small sleepy town that nothing ever happened in. Yes. And all of a sudden this happens. Yeah. Yeah. So. Kind of like the Jesse Stone movies if you have the chance watch that first season because it's fantastic it will take you through the emotional ringer especially if you're a parent yeah holy oh my gosh um amazing cast fantastic cast everybody in there is excellent yes uh so i watched the last two episodes or so just to get my mind back in it and get up to speed again before i started the the second season They fell into the same kind of problem downfall that other shows fall into that I was complaining about Haven with in the internet age and in the digital age and where you have these things at your fingertips, 
when you can watch one right into the next. Yeah. Where, and this is set up to be first show ends. Second show picks up like that next day. Oh, literally that next day. All right. The problem is people have been away for a couple of months. They're doing things. They're in different projects. They come back, they have different haircuts. Yeah. (laughs) A day later, three of the cast have completely different haircuts, (laughs) which yeah, all right. I can live with it, but still it's jarring. If you're watching it like that, if if you watch the first season and then months later, you watch the second season, you'd never notice it. But I I usually don't get (sighs) that bogged down in that kind of thing. Unless like the actor was a black guy in the first or first season. And all of a sudden he's a Mexican in the second one (laughs) Yeah, or something like that, you know, like something major like that. But, um, I, I like haircuts and stuff. Though. Yeah, it's it's not a big deal. I'm not going to ding the 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 whole thing just for that. It, it's just one of those things that you're noticing more and more nowadays because of our access to these shows sure. and things which we never had in the past. <laughs> um I mean, if you missed a TV show, you missed it. You'd maybe catch it in the summer in a rerun if you were lucky and that was it. You yeah. had like two chances to see it and then you'd never see it again. <laughs> uh, that was like the, the star Wars Christmas special holiday oh, special. Nobody thought anybody was ever going to see it ever again, but somebody happened to videotape it and held onto it and it got digitized and now it's everywhere. But at yep. the time it aired once and never again, nobody ever saw it again. And there's a reason for that. And there it was like this mythic thing because <laughs> you didn't have these things on video and DVD and, and streaming and, you know, a million ways to watch them. Yeah. Um, so at the end of the first season, I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, but they find the killer and he confesses or he or she confesses. Um, and that seems to be the end of it. Okay. Um, the second season starts, and I have to say this because without this, I can't say anything about the second season. Uh, the second season starts. They're getting ready to go into court. He's with his court-appointed lawyer. Um, she says, me, you know what we're going to... Huh? Hold on. Let me... Does he get murdered? No. Okay. No. Uh, no, I wouldn't. If that was the case, I wouldn't spoil that. <laughs> um <laughs> So she's like, you know what we're going to do? This is just a hearing. They'll bring you in. They'll read the charges. You're going to plead guilty. Yes, yes, yes. And go, okay, we go. They go sit down. They read the charges. And they say, how do you plead? And he says, not guilty. And the whole place erupts and just has a shit fit, of course. Because now everybody thought we finally have closure and we're going to be able to move on from this. And then he says, not guilty. And, oh. Oh man. So the whole second season you're going through a trial and every last little thing is getting drug up. Every, every secret, every, everything in the town and people are getting dragged through the mud. Every little thing from the first season, suddenly things that you forgot about are critical to this guy's defense and him trying to get off. And it becomes a huge thing. So <clears throat> while it's not as emotionally draining as the first season, 
it is still very emotional, very impactful, very dramatic. On a side story, the guy, the the case in in the first season, the the case that he he the case that fell apart uh-huh. on him with David Tennant, the the doctor, the best doctor. Who? Um, oh, <laughs> the best new one. The best. I think he's no. Best Tom Baker's still better. I'm sorry. Um, so he's the detective. Um, he had a case in Sandbrook, this other town, and he was convinced this guy did it. And but the guy got off, and now he's trying to figure out. Well, that whole story comes in as a side story. Oh, that guy cause, shows up because oh, that's cool. Because I mean, that was one thing with the first season is to me at least it that stuff still wasn't really it was never resolved. Resolved, yeah. yeah. You never knew the full story. You never oh. knew why everything fell apart. But then you get into all of that. Okay, so, I'm intrigued. So while that trial is going on, he's you. You find out there was the guy and his girlfriend. And it's funny because all the people that pop up in it, I'm like, it's like Doctor Who, Torchwood, Reunion, all over the place. Really? <laughs> because of all the characters that pop up. Eve Miles uh, uh-huh. pops up, who played, uh, what's her name, in Torchwood, the main character in Torchwood. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Um, and the funny thing is the guy, the guy that he was trying to pin the, the murders on in Sandbrook, the moment I saw him, he's got more hair than you've seen him before. He looks like a tough guy, huh. a little gray. You know, he's 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 shown to be this tough guy, tough guy. But it's Jarvis from Agent Carter. Oh no! Which just made me laugh so hard. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, but he plays the tough actually really well. Um, which you know was hard to get over it for the first episode or so. I'm like. Oh, Dude, it's Jarvis. <laughs> but, you know, he he comes through and he actually does a really good job. Um, nice. So you've got that whole side story going on. Um, the cast. Now, the interesting thing with the cast, because I, I found out a lot of this in the bonus material um, that's in the second season. When he originally wrote it, um, the only one he had in mind and the first person they cast was um Arthur Arthur Darville okay. uh, as the reverend. Oh okay, yeah. Another Doctor Who person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um well that was the thing about Broadchurch. I think there was like five people from Doctor Who in it or something at some point. Yeah, there were there were quite a few people. Yeah. There were actually quite a few people that popped up in it, yeah. um, which is why I was just laughing every time one of them popped up. Um, but uh, he was the one that was cast first. Then they got, uh, then they got Tennant, David Tennant, and uh, then they got uh, uh, what's her name, Olivia Coleman. Okay, um, and they were the first choices that they wanted. But the interesting thing is when he wrote that first season, 
he had the idea, he had the outline, but he just had broad strokes and he didn't, he only wrote like the first two episodes or the first episode. And he waited to get all the people in there and get them acting to see how they took the role. Right. And to see where they took the role. And then he started crafting the characters around that. Oh, that's cool. He didn't even know who the killer was. He didn't even decide who the killer was until late in the season. So he Hmm. went into that not knowing who was going to be. And even when he did decide on who the killer was, it wasn't late in the season. It was, I I think it was early to mid season. They decided, all right, this is going to be the killer. Only like three people knew, and it was none of the actors. Oh, wow. He didn't want any of them to know. He didn't want any of them to subconsciously give something away in their performance. So he didn't tell anybody. Even at the end of the show, when they revealed who it was, the only people who knew were the people directly involved in those scenes. Oh, wow. He didn't tell the rest of the cast. So the rest of the cast had no idea until it aired. And they were like, whoa. What the, you know, so, or any scenes that they were in, then they found out, um, but nobody knew and it was real critical. They did not want it to get out because it was such a national sensation at the time. They did not want anybody to know. They didn't want it to leak. So yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, Oh, they're doing a third season. Holy shit. Yeah. So they're doing a third because he had a trilogy in mind. So they're going to do the full trilogy. Oh, that's cool. Um, so the cool thing is, uh, in this one, uh, Charlotte Rampling shows up. Oh, wow. And Marianne Jean Baptiste. Um, and they are opposing the opposing attorneys, uh, essentially, uh, the one mentored the other and Charlotte Rampling mentored, um, Marianne Jean-Baptiste and uh, Marianne holds a huge grudge against Charlotte because uh, Marianne's son is in prison and it was a case that Charlotte wouldn't take or wouldn't lift a finger for. So she blames her for that. And so she's here. She's like, I'm taking this case because fuck that. I am going to win this fucking case just to rub it in her face. So you've got all that jockeying going on. And, you know, it's all this personal stuff. So there's all these layers to it. It's, it's crazy. Um, but Sandbrook is resolved by the end okay. of it. I'll tell you that much. Um, okay. And the case, the, the, the trial is it just gets insane. Um, so it does have a definite ending much like the first one. Okay. But clearly it leaves some stuff open so you can get some ideas of where they may go in the third season. Not really entirely, you know, it's a little murky. Um, they could go here, they could go there, they could do this. It's, it's just a little unsure, but you know, they, they lay some seeds there to, to set up that third season. So, hmm. and the third season should be the end. Um, if they go with, you know, 
what his Well, that's one nice plans. thing about over in Europe. They they don't try to milk stuff like they do over here in the U.S. Yeah. If they plan it for three seasons, it'll plan, it'll usually go for three seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the DVDs, unfortunately, it's only DVD, no Blu-ray, which is a bit of a bummer. That's weird. Yeah. It, it's not a huge problem. I'm mean, for the most part, the episodes look good. Um, and they look amazing and on a Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because I did, I did notice a difference because I had streamed, um, the last couple episodes of the first season mm-hmm. on Netflix. Yeah. And, and it looks great on Netflix. It looks amazing on Netflix. And then you put the DVD in. It's like, oh, you can, <laughs> you can really can see a step down. It's amazing that you can see yeah. a step down from streaming to DVD. Um, but you can. So that was a bit of a bummer. Um, all the special features that are on there. There's a making of, which is the big one. Um, it's like about a half hour long, I think. Um the cast and crew interviews, unfortunately, much of that stuff, like say each cast and crew interview is about two to three minutes. Huh. Well, and uh, I mean, there's a ton of them. There's like 20 or 30, well, 10 or 12 of them at least, maybe 15. Um, But the problem is out of those two minutes, you've probably seen about, 30 to 40 seconds of it, if not more in that previous making of Broadchurch, because <laughs> oh, they pulled out, they pulled out bits and pieces of all those and put them in the, in the big making of thing. Okay. So you, I watch the making of, and then I watch all these little things. And I'm like, wait, I saw that. Oh, but I, uh, Oh, that's <laughs> new. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, Oh, but, Oh, you get too much overlap, much too much overlap. Um, they really should have, I, I think they should have, you know, did a little bit better with the picking and choosing there. Right. Um, there's some behind the scenes stuff, which was pretty good. Uh, the deleted scenes, they're decent. Um, actually you can see there were some, some ideas they had that they just pulled, um, and decided they weren't working. <laughs> and there were things that came out of nowhere in the trial where you're like, what the f-? And they had been set up in some of these deleted scenes. So I think they took those, I think they took those scenes out because it made it much more of an impact at the trial because you're as surprised as everybody else in the room. When, you know, the person says, I call this person to the stand and you're like, wait, what? (laughs) Um, but if you had seen the deleted scene, you would have been like, Oh yeah, of course they're going to call that person. You know? (laughs) So, I, I think they, you know, they made a good choice with the editing and everything. Um, there's one actually pretty funny thing where they're doing uh, David Tennant and Olivia Coleman are sitting and doing, they're talking, they do a lot of talking and you can see how well they work together. Um, like they just clicked immediately um, and it just worked. Cool. So they're sitting there and they're, they're talking, 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 and then they have to cut all these promos. You know, you're watching on channel blah and on channel blah and on channel blah, you know, for all over the world. Uh, and then they get giddy by the end of it. And then they have to do it in French 
and then they have to do it and you know and it's it's really funny they they're making each other laugh and they're trying to be straight about it and you know she screws up the french at one point she's like looking down and she's reading off the french and they finish the whole thing he didn't even look at her <coughs> he's looking at the camera the whole time and when they finish he's like you read that whole thing off that card didn't you she's like oh I did. <laughs> She's like, I can do it again. I can do it again. Nice. So I have to do it again. It's it's actually funny. It's it's worth a watch. It's long, but it's worth a watch. Um, hmm. So, what was the other thing? I I just completely lost. There was one other little <laughs> thing in there that I wanted to talk about. Oh, her Olivia Coleman. <clears throat> they make a point, and they even show it in one of the behind the scenes things how she can turn it on and off what an amazing actress she is because she can just turn it on and off it's like the flicking a light switch well but she's awesome in hot fuzz she's unbelievable yeah so she's sitting there and you know there's a camera there's like a documentary camera that's filming this from from afar you know it's you can see they're very far away but they're zoomed in real tight on them and she's sitting at this table with David Tennant and they're laughing about something and they're like, ah, ha, 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 ha. you know, and she turns back and she's talking to somebody and she's still laughing. And she's got this huge smile on her face. And then you can hear somebody saying, all right, all right, we're ready to go. And she turns and her face just drops. Huh. And she immediately goes into this dramatic scene like, like that. It was unreal to watch. It was like, holy shit. <laughs> her whole face just changed and her whole demeanor, her whole body language, everything. And she was right in the moment and right in the scene instantly. Wow. So, yeah. And that was actually, it was just a little thing that was slipped in there, but it was really, really cool to see um, just how good she was. Uh, the whole cast is amazing for both seasons, yeah, actually. Yeah. So. I think that's one. I mean, that really helps with that show because it gets really heavy at times, and yeah, yeah, it's it's it was so well written, and that was the thing about Broadchurch that kept me coming back. I mean, that was one where I kind of marathoned it, and I didn't want to stop. Like, I got, yeah. I was like, oh, there's three left. It's two in the morning. F it, I'm doing it. You know, and, and I did. Yeah. I stayed up really late at night watching that. And it's it'll run you through an emotional ringer. It really oh, yeah. will. So. And the second season does to a certain extent, but not quite as much as the first. Um, huh. It doesn't quite have that impact that the first did. So, I mean, overall, it's a really good package. Cool. Would have been nicer on Blu-ray, but, you know. Yeah, that's really weird. We'll take what we can get. Um, the special features, there is a lot of good stuff in there. Unfortunately, there's a lot of overlap in in a chunk of it. Um, but overall, I mean, the show is fantastic. The, yeah, the package is really good. Uh, I'm giving it a nine. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, like, uh, Josh said, season one's on Netflix right now. Uh, I just checked to make sure it was still there and it is, uh, it is very, very good. And it's funny. Cause that grace point mm -hmm. that, uh, the, the writer worked on that too. Yeah. And, but yeah, I've I've seen a couple episodes of it because I had heard that it was kind of that same pedigree. But I'd say Broadchurch is definitely better. It just for some reason I think it's the way it's shot. Honestly, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's gorgeous the yeah, way it's they, shot. And the 
<clears throat> the place where they filmed, I mean, that's as much a character as any actor in, in the show. Um, yeah. It's this cliff. Uh, it's called like Jurassic. I, I think it's called, called Jurassic cliff or something like that because it's this ancient, ancient formation. Right. Um, and it's gorgeous. It's right on the coast and, and the town is right there. You know, and they didn't film entirely there. They filmed in a number of places, but they make it, you know, this is the town. Uh, but it really, uh, without that, you know, it's a completely different show. Yeah. Oh, and, definitely. Yeah. And the way it's filmed is is just beautiful. It's beautifully shot, beautifully acted, beautifully written. It's excellent. I agree. So. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm like... I've still got it on my list, so if they ever put season two up, I'll be able to watch it. But, ugh, it's just taking forever. Yeah. I'm hoping maybe now that it's out on DVD or soon, we'll finally get it. I hope. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, Well, real quickly, I wanted to kind of go over. We've got a lot. We were talking about before about all the reviews we've been doing lately. And put up quite a few the last few days. So I just wanted to let people know. If you wanted to check these out, uh, because you know we don't, we're not able to cover every single review on the podcast, unfortunately. Uh, but we've got Chaz reviewed a game called Lost Orbit, which uh, is a, it looks like it's a really fun game. He gave it a pretty damn good review. Uh, we've also got Dave finally got his Resident Evil review up. Yay! That one kind of got lost in the shuffle and it was kind of buried. Uh, let's see here. What was the other one? There was a couple of other ones too. Uh, just go to the front page and they're on the left. I'm looking. Project Cars, Sayonara, Umihara, Kawase Plus. Trine Enchanted Edition and Trine 2 Complete Story, both for PS4. Yes. Uh, from Chaz. Um, the, the... Sayonara Umihara Kawase Plus. That's uh, Andy's. Um, that's a Vita game. Nice. Um, Lost Orbit for the PS4. Mortal Kombat X for the PS4. LA Cops for the PS4. Brawl PS4. Tesla Grad. Ziggurat. Uh, Life is Strange. And then we're getting back into early May. Right. Um, coming soon. For all you people who love spoilers and trailers and stuff. Um, <laughs> Color Guardians is done. I just need to f- double check. I, I did edit. I just need to double check and I need to get a banner. I, I, this was one of those where Chaz was like, oh, by the way, I have Color Guardians. And I put the draft <laughs> up and within hours he's like, okay, it's done. I'm like, this well, I think that was kind of a quick one, though, because... Well, no, he had already... Yeah, he had gotten it, and he had played it and all, but yeah. it's one of those things where... And the way I do the reviews, I, I, I ask the guys, tell me what it is, you know, give me the information on it, I'll put a draft up with all the information in it, and I do a banner right then. Right. So that everything's ready and good to go. I've been better about that, uh, except for that one. Uh, <laughs> um, one, but I... I, I so... So I try to get that done beforehand. Color Guardians, it it just, boom, it was in my lap. So I, yeah. I don't have a banner yet. I, I still need to get that done. But 
that's coming probably by the time this podcast is out. Um, uh, Torin should be coming soon, uh, which just came out. And that's Ray doing that. And he was all over that one. He was like, oh, shit, I'll take that. Yeah, and if I get... I have Lego Ninjago Shadow Ronin mostly written. Yeah. Um, but I still need to work on it. Wolfenstein, the old blood, are you doing that? Yeah, they didn't send us a review copy or anything, but I bought it and I got through it. So I'll, I want to write a review for it, but I, I'm prioritizing stuff that was sent to us. Mm-hmm. So it'll get done at some point. Tales from the Borderlands Episode 2 Atlas Mugged is coming at some point ah. from Kyle. Um, I've just got all this hardware all of a sudden. I get the wheel, I get the headphones, I'll have that Avermedia thing. Damon, I think, is still working on Unmechanical Extended and Starwall. I thought Unmechanical Extended was in a draft somewhere. No, but there's drafts of everything. That's... No, I mean, I thought he... Hmm. I thought I saw that he filled it in. Let me see. No, it's okay. empty. Well, he had that whole wedding thing. Yeah, so. well, that's the thing. He had a wedding in the middle of all this. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, there, there are still a number. Oh, my gosh. My Lego Batman never got written up. Wait a minute. What? Did I write it? I have a little bit written here. Where did I? Oh, I thought I wrote that. Dude. All right. Yeah, right. There's something to be said about throwing stones in glass houses. That's because I'm busy fixing everybody else's damn reviews. <laughs> We've got, we'll have Raj in a couple of weeks. Maybe Raj can help you out with that. Uh, it's, it's a lot of it's just, I have a new job. I know. I'm trying to get that going. Trying to get that off the ground. I know. It's not. I know I'm not mentioning. I don't know why I'm not mentioning it. I should just mention it. It doesn't matter. I mean, because it's my own business, essentially. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll say it. Here it comes. Male stripper. Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm my own boss. Well, I am my own <laughs> boss. That's. See, and that's one of the reasons I took it. Um, I am. I'm an independent agent for Aflac. Nice. Yes, the duck. Yes, the duck. Um, Yes, the last thing I ever thought in my life that I would be doing is selling insurance. (laughs) Um, But it's not insurance, like you know. And that's one of the biggest challenges with it is explaining to people exactly what Aflac is and what it does. So that's what I've been doing. And I'm working my ass off trying to get that up up and running. I mean, I have office with people that also work for Aflac and we all work together, but (laughs) I can just go out. I can work from home. I can work in the office. I can do whatever I want. I mean, it's my own thing. If I need to take a day off, I take a day off. If I need to, you know, I'm not answering to anybody but myself here. So that's one of the reasons. Did you give approval to yourself to go to E3 yet? I did. Okay, good. I, I, I wanted to make sure your boss was okay with it. I, 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 I took you, myself I into a in room and, and I talked to myself about it. And, you know, I decided that it was the right thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, good. But, the, I mean, that's one of the – a couple reasons I took the job. One, I was – I got it fully explained to me. This is what it is and this is what it does. And I said, holy shit. That's actually like 
that's something I could do. I, I yeah. could sell that. I could sell with a clean conscience <laughs> and say, this is a good thing and everybody should have it. Yeah. Um, so there was that there was, you're your own boss. And if you need to, you know, if Mason's sick and needs to come home from school today, I could just go grab him and I don't have to worry. Uh, can I take time off? Can I, uh, can I, you know, was, which was yeah. always an issue. You know, you could do it in my old job, but it was always an issue. Was somebody going to yell at me? Well, exactly. Nobody's going to yell. I'm going to yell at me. Or, the you know, they, they sit in the background. They don't say anything to you, but they go talk to everybody else. Like, oh, he's taking all his time off. Yeah. You know, even though you're afforded it by the company. Yes. Or they don't say anything until your review comes around and they say, well, you know, everything was really good, except, you know, you were off that time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's I've, one of those things. Believe me, I worked at a place <sighs> that they equated because, you know, people can Google my name and they know exactly what we're doing in it with PS Nation and everything. And they equated it with he plays games. So that means all he does is sit around. They basically equated it to World of Warcraft and the stereotype that people that play World of Warcraft a lot are. And they could never get away from that. And in the years that I worked there, I always got crap for anything I did. Like any time I took off to go to like E3 or whatever, I would get crap all the time because they figured, well, like there was a day I was actually sick. And one of the guys went over to my manager and said, oh, you know, the new I swear to God, this is what he said. Uh, you know, that the new expansion for World of Warcraft came out. So he's not sick. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't play World of Warcraft. I keep telling you people this. <laughs> I don't play that crap. And but my boss came and told me that, and I and I said, well, obviously there's nothing we can do about this because I keep telling people over over and over that I don't do that kind of thing. But if they want to think that, they can think that. But it shouldn't be coming up all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was terrible. Yeah. So yeah, I'm happy that I am my own boss. Um, that I don't have to answer to anybody. And, and it's funny as tough as it's been the first couple of weeks, first month or so. Yeah. Cause it's not easy. Um, plus uh-huh. it's a hundred percent commission, which is a little terrifying yeah. <laughs> a little bit, um, <laughs> especially with two kids now. Um, but the flip side of that is that I have no cap on my salary. Right. I, I can make as much as I can make. I mean, the sky's the limit. It's however hard I can work and whatever business I can drum up and whatever I can get going. I can make a ton of money here. Um, I just have to work it. So I have to work my ass off to do it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, I mean, that's mainly what it is. It's, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of getting things going and, and trying to get, get this all handled. But, I got to tell you, as hard as it's been the first month or two here, I think about it. Like I've had some offers recently, you know, where I still get people still seeing my, um, my resume. Some guy called me the other morning, (laughs) literally, because these were all jobs I was looking for, for months. I didn't really want them, Oh yeah. but I was looking for, you know, the jobs that were in the 
graphic design and less web, but more graphic design, but whatever. None of them paid anything. They all paid like $20,000 less than I had been making. Yeah. I was like, I can't do that. I'm like, I had no one way. today like that. Yeah. So I got a call the other morning where the guy said, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping you can help me. It's 730 in the morning. My phone rang. Ugh. And I almost didn't pick it up. And I'm like, I don't recognize this number. I thought, but you know what? This has to be important. It's 730 in the morning. And I picked it up and the guy was like, I'm hoping you can help me. I found your resume. I'm, I'm really having a hard time filling this position. You know, it's, it's this web stuff. And I'm like, I'm not. No. I said, I'm sorry. It's just, that's the last thing I want to do right now. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't want to go back to that. And I don't want to have a boss again. And I don't want to be dealing with that bullshit again. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, I, I can't do it. And he said, well, what would it take? And I said, way more money than you could offer me. And he said, well, how much? And I said, I don't know. Like an outrageous amount of like hundreds of thousands of dollars is sure. what you would have to offer me to make this happen. He's like, well, I can go as high as 170. And I went, <laughs> and I almost dropped the phone. I went, <laughs> I said, yeah, I, I can't do that. I, I'm sorry. I can't, you know, wow. I, I hung up and he's like, well, I'm going to send you the information anyway. And you know, if, if you're interested, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take a look and all. And it's saying, I hung up the phone. I was like, Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, should I? And at the same, I'm thinking I should take it, you know, just for a month or two till they figure out that I can't do this freaking job. <laughs> and then I've got t- two months. You could be big head. You could be big Exactly. <laughs> so I could have all this money in my pocket and then keep doing my other job. But I looked at it and I'm thinking to myself, if they're willing to pay that much, what they're asking me to do is Way beyond my skill level. Yeah, exactly. Way beyond my skill level. So I kind of glanced at it, and it is. It's a lot of stuff that's way over my head. And it's another one of those, you know, six-month or a one-year contract. And I'm like, there's no fucking way. I'm not going to do that, and I'm not going to get caught up in that crap again. Yeah. It's a lot of money to turn down, but... I, I wouldn't well, last a couple of weeks there, you know? I mean, I've, I've been in that same situation, though, a lot of times. And, you know, I've, I've had all these job problems for how many years now? Uh, because, you know, you even tell them, like, I'm not probably the best person for this. No, no, really, it'll be all right. And, you know, you try to tell them over and over, like, you need this, you need this. And then you come in and they're like, why can't you do that? I'm like, but, but, I told you how many times that this isn't my strong suit. Yeah. Or you go into a situation and, and it's a lot of money and all this other stuff. And then you find out that the place is just an absolute disaster and it's not even worth working there for no matter how much money it is. Yeah. Um, or you have idiot managers that uh, I could go on and on and on. Well, I could do an entire podcast series about crappy employers and, <laughs> And just, I mean, like the one I was at in, in, at the beginning of the year, the boss that hired me left five days later. He, we don't know if he got fired, if he quit, what. But he left five days later, and I was there to fill in because two of the three admins quit on the same day. So there was one guy, and they needed somebody really quick. So I came in, learned the environment in a couple of days as much as I could, and I got cracking, and I, I kicked a bunch of ass but the problem was the upper management, I don't even think really knew I was there. 
So they went out and did interviews and hired two people without even giving me the opportunity to apply for the job. Jeez. So everybody, like the, the manager that took over at the time, was like, you're doing great. Everybody loves you. You're, you're awesome. We have no complaints whatsoever. I mean, per, like literally perfect review uh, when you do the, like the every couple of weeks review when you're on a contract. And then, he's, and then he did it one time, and he goes, by the way, your last day is the 20th. I'm like, what? What? Huh? <laughs> and, yeah, that was it. And, and the guy that I was working with was, like, begging them to, to keep me there. And they just like, well, no, the decision was made. That's it. Yeah. So even if I did a perfect job, which I did, it still wasn't good enough. <laughs> well, and, and the other thing, like with that, that job I was just talking about where they were going to throw an outrageous amount of money at me more than I've ever made in my life. Uh, I never could have gotten the job anyway. You know, he says, Oh, everything looks good on paper. But one of the first things they ask for, for all of these is a portfolio, which I do not have. I worked at that place for 15 years, but all of it, all of it was financial stuff. And all of it was behind a password. Right. And I never bothered to even get screenshots of any of this stuff because I wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> and the way I was let go, like at the drop of a hat, uh. literally, hi, yeah, okay, yeah, economic conditions, blah, 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 you're out. And uh, at the end of this phone call, all your access is cut off. Sorry, bye. Yep. And I was like, yep. but, but, what? <laughs> So yeah, I had no chance. Um, there's and this is this is exactly why I'm kind of jealous of you because I've had this nagging thing in the back of my head for a while about becoming my own boss, and you know, for the last, I mean, the whole PS Nation thing already. It's still a business that we have to run. We don't make a lot of money, but it's still a business I have to run. So I have that, but. You know, I've been doing some independent contracting for the last few months, which has been great, and it pays the bills and whatnot. Um, but a lot of people keep telling me to like open a restaurant because I grew up in restaurants, I've cooked for years, et cetera, et cetera. And so I started the process, and I was looking into doing that in Marshfield, and we found a building and everything. And I just, I didn't, something wasn't right, and I didn't feel comfortable about it, so I stopped. And like the last couple of months, because I haven't been working again. My mom is just because I've been staying at my mom's because I or my parents a lot because they want me to watch their house. But then I've been doing work in Milwaukee, which is only an hour away from here. From my house, it's three hours away, and I have to drive down every day. So I've been staying here, and I'm staying here now because I'm watching their house again because they decided, hey, we're going to go to Mississippi to go gambling, <laughs> just on a whim. So I'm watching their place for them. But um, I'm sitting here and. She start, She comes in. She goes, you know, I was looking at this, and maybe you should look at this. And I'm like, Mom, I'm not – what? <laughs> like, what? So I'm trying to forget about it, and she's not letting me forget about it. But hmm. the thing is, this job I got down in Milwaukee is – I think it's going to be awesome. So I'm very, very relieved and very comfortable. So, But I am jealous of you for the whole being your own boss thing because I honestly, if this one in Milwaukee blows up, that's going to be the final straw, and I'll probably open a place. Well, yeah. And I mean, that's the thing. It's, it has fantastic upside, but it has terrifying downside. It is terrifying, especially, Um, I mean, you and I are both roughly the same age. We've both worked in corporate jobs or, you know, for our working lives. 
Yeah. It's terrifying when you when you make that big of a change. Well, my biggest fear because you know, we had some money from from like the severance package and whatever else. Yeah. But not that much. I mean, I don't have a lot of time here to really get money coming in before we're out of money. Yeah. And then I don't know what we're going to do. So I'm kind of under the gun here where I have to get something going and I right. have to start making money soon. Right. Because if I don't, I don't know. I, I've got nothing. I've got no idea what to do at that point. Start hooking. It's just money has to start coming in. Right. And I have to make this work. I want to make this work because, and one of the guys makes a big point about it. One of the guys that's been doing this for 15 years, 16 years, his daughter just, just went to college um, or is just going to college this year. He missed one half of one game for her entire school life. Right. Because of this job. Yeah. It's, it's because whenever she had a game, he would schedule that into his calendar and he would make sure he was there so that he could be there. It's one of those things where you get the chance to see your kids grow up. You get the chance to be there and do those things that your parents couldn't do or that you didn't think you'd ever be able to do because my old job, I'm out the door at six 30 and I'm home at six 30. Yeah. You know, so there was, there was never going to be a time where I could pick my kids up from school or where I could be there at their soccer game or, or whatever, you know, it's, but now I have that chance and I really, that's why I really have to make this work. You know, it's for them. It's, I don't know. Quit screwing around playing all that hockey and get it done. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) yeah, that's another reason why I, I'm not getting all this stuff written up and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm shit's got to happen. Like we said, this is a hobby. This isn't yeah. your life. I'm, I'm just trying to get everything going here. So yeah. <clears throat> hopefully everything will take off and it'll be wonderful. Yeah. But, and the other thing is the guy that hired me is the biggest, I think I touched upon that. He's the biggest comic book nerd ever. That's what you're saying. And he's super excited. You know, he's like, oh, when I told him, he's like, well, what is, you know, what's this podcast thing? And I told him all about it. And he's like, oh, you're my new favorite person. (laughs) He's like, I need you. You need to, oh, please come work. Please, 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 please. So, and we geek out all the time. And this other girl that he hired, she had heard the podcast. Like she knew me before I even started working there, which was weird. Um. So the three of us are like very, it's cool. We're nerding out about stuff. I I told him, (laughs) I showed him, I said, Hey, New York comic con tickets go on sale in like two weeks. He's like, what, when? And he put it in his calendar right then and there. And then I came in like two days later. I'm like, look at this email. He's like, what? Congratulate! Here's your press pass for the New York Comic Con. He's like, you, fu- oh, I am so jealous, Fred. He's like, can I get one? I said, well, write for the site, 
write up a bunch of articles, and sure, you could be you could get a press pass. Well, like, yeah, because to get the press pass, they have to check on the past articles you've written. Exactly. So not, you can just email them. Can I get in? Sure. Yeah. Here you go, kid. I said, you start writing for the site, and sure, you can you can get a press pass. He's like, oh, <laughs> fuck, because <laughs> he has no time. Yeah, there you um, go. So yeah, he. I think he got his tickets. Um, but nice. he's he's a guy, and and this is why I'm this is another reason why I'm really happy there is he's a guy. He has the full Green Lantern outfit. He's got the ring. Oh boy! He's probably going to wear it to Comic Con. Oh boy! <laughs> Which is awesome. Oh um. So yeah. He's he's very excited. He's jealous that I'm going to E3, but he's really excited at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just one of those things I just, where I mean, I, I understand the jealousy. Trust me, I understand it. Yeah. But if people knew how much we bust well, our asses, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, it's I'm in a good place. I just I need to get some decent money coming in quick. And then I'll Me feel too. a lot more comfortable because I'm starting to get a little more nervous with it, you know, Yeah. as each week drags by and you're like, okay, you know, you, you made an appointment, you got a couple appointments, you have no appointments. It's like, oh, I need to get your shit going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, on the lighter side, let's do emails. Yay. <laughs> Uh, since you've talked a lot, I'll take yeah, the first one. Go ahead. This one is from Chuck, and it says intravis PSN. I don't get that one. That's his uh, PSN name. I n t r o v e s e. I mean, I'm assuming. Oh, that's his PSN name. Yes. Intravis. Yes. Wouldn't it be Intraverse? It says Intravis twice, though. That's I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. That that's what it is. Uh, let's see here. I wanted to complain about microtransactions and Sony San Diego. Oh, I read this one. I always said I will never buy that crap ever. I just said forget it one day and spent five bucks on 2,000... Two Ks. Oh, on 2Ks VC? I don't know what VC is. I think that's from NBA 2K. Yeah. I think. Virtual Uh, currency. Ah! So it's from any 2k thing and the virtual currency uh simple quick and it worked so i then buy six dollars worth of stubs from mlb 15 apply the points i got from the stubs to my road to the show go to practice with my new 71 rating leave practice my rating is back to a 60 that's weird so i go check my stubs and they're gone now i'm pissed i go to operation sports and this is and this a link to a bug report for the show I put my case in, but your case has to be heard. Uh, others will have to do this, have the same issue. So you're saying other people have to have the same issue before they look at it, apparently? I put that case in over a month ago and nothing from Sony San Diego. Never again will I buy another microtransaction. Keep it up, Josh and Glenn. Love the podcast. Keep it up. By the way, when I finish this email, I will sign up for the forms. Yay! Yay! Uh, I've... I've only dealt with the stubs because I got the um, anniversary edition. And the anniversary edition came with 12,000 stubs, uh, but I've never had a problem with them. I cashed them in for training points, and I didn't have, I don't know what to tell you. Um, 
maybe tweet at Sony San Diego's. Um, uh, they have a Twitter account. Let me try to find. I think it's just Sony SD. Let me look. Um, While you're looking, oh no, it's actually at Sony San Diego. Oh, okay. Um, but you might want to tweet at them or at MLB the Show. I think it's just MLB the Show, maybe. Yeah, uh, tweet it at MLB the Show. Tweet at Sony San Diego. Um, you actually you could also go to the shownation.com and hit up those forums instead of the the ones on PlayStation.com uh, because the the team actually watches those. I, I don't really know what else to tell you though. I'm I, I'm sorry. I haven't heard of that happening. Um, it sucks. I mean, but the thing is, I've never had the notion to go buy stubs or anything. I haven't had any problems with that. So, uh, yeah, sucks. Yeah. Not going to say I'm sorry because I have nothing to do with it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) As far as you know. But if you did sign up for the forums and it didn't quite go through because I see you have a Gmail account and sometimes those don't work, uh, send me a message, josh at psnation.com and let me know. And I'll fix you so you're in the forums. By the way, I fixed, Josh, I fixed my admin problem. Okay. So now I have that button and I can do that stuff too. Okay. Instead of having to log in with a different account. Okay. So if anybody has that problem, email either of us and we can get you set up quickly. Yeah. All right. right, Number two. (laughs) Number two. Number two. From Randall. Oh, I read this one too. Yes, I. Uh, and he is speaking about the game White Knight. Yep. Okay. So, what he has to say about White Knight, I just lost it on my screen. Uh, the ghost in this game <laughs> causes me to have seizures. Yeah. Uh, but besides the ghost, the black and white world is fantastic, and the gameplay is great as well. The story of what I played was also fantastic. Just can't play White Knight anymore for fear of having any more seizures trying to finish the game. I even deleted the game off the hard drive for fear of playing it again. Uh, I thought you might want to add this to the written review somewhere, Randall. Yeah. Uh, That is Michael's fault. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just blame it on him because he wrote that review. Um, Does it have the warning? I thought every video game still had the warning that certain images may cause seizures, blah, 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 blah. I thought every video game had it. They do now, yeah. They voluntarily um, do, but still. I mean, there, there's people out there that will have a seizure not even knowing that it could happen. Yeah. So, <clears throat> But this apparently is one of those games where uh, the visuals, the way it's black and white, and the way the ghost pops in and does its thing, flashing and whatever else it does, that it might be a little more um, conducive. Yeah, hey, look at me, conducive. College word and stuff to uh, to having a seizure. So something to look out for, definitely. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah I, uh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm looking through emails just to try to find <clears> contact, <throat> but I will probably forward that email off to the people that should be in the know. It's from Friday, May fifteenth at eleven oh one p.m. No, no, I have, I have oh. that. That's not the issue. It's, okay, uh, 
I'm looking for contacts for the game itself. Ah. So I will try to forward that over to those people and let them know. All right. Best I can do. Sorry. Uh, all right. Last up from Tony Vega. That eh, sounds like an alias. It says, hey, guys, I've been a fan for about five years. Wow. Uh, just about as long as I've been in the Air Force. Well, thank you for your service. Uh, I mention this because the service has sent me back to my home state of California, although in a different city. I live in the city of Los Angeles, 8.2 miles from the LA Convention Center. At night, it's only about a 15-minute drive. If you guys need need anything, I guess he's saying, need during E3, you are more than welcome to come by my house to use my Wi-Fi if you need reliable internet. I have a furnished playroom garage that someone might be able to even crash in. Oh, I can send two writers there, and I can save money on the hotel. (laughs) (laughs) Sucker. Uh, It's got to be better than that motel we put Emma and Michael in last year. Yeah, but then it's an extra 8.2 miles. Well, 16 miles back and forth. Yeah, that's the thing. Like The hotel we stay at is (laughs) 1.2 miles from there. So Yeah. Uh, I have a furnished playroom garage that someone might be able to even crash in if I convince the wife. All right, stop right there. Okay. From what we were, from what I was just saying, it's an extra sixteen miles. Blah 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 blah. But I fully expect to see you at uh, round one. At round one, Tony yeah. Vega. Yes, Tony Vega. And if I don't see you, I'm going to be then sorely I call bullshit on this whole email. I'm I'm going to speak to your commanding officer. <laughs> <laughs> CPO Sharky, and I'm going to demand... That's the Navy, you idiot. <laughs> Diplomatic immunity. I'm gonna, Not, that doesn't really apply. I'm going to demand that he let you go play games. <laughs> because, you know, you need a night off to play yeah. games. And yes. your wife. Bring your wife, too. Yes, bring your wife. Others have brought their wives to these events. Yeah. Yes. All right. I'm done. <laughs> I expect to see you there. Yes, I do too. And now anybody that listens to the podcast will now expect you to be there if they show up as well. Yes. Just fly in, in a jump jet and land it right there in the parking lot. Again, the jump jet would be the Marines. Well, it's, you know. doesn't really. Know. What? Arnold got one. He wasn't in the Marines. Well, that's because he was fighting the sand spider. Oh, okay. Because that sounds scary. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This isn't really blowing my skirt up. Well, no, wait, isn't the new F whatever, the, the one that cost $52 billion per plane, isn't that one supposed to be able to take off vertically? Oh, yeah, it's got VTOL, but uh, uh, it actually doesn't. Uh, well, that's the problem. They're trying to replace the A-10 with it, and it's just a really bad idea because the a is such a badass plane. Yeah. So there's a lot of people trying to get them to not decommission it. And it's happened a couple times. Uh, and it's actually kind of a personal thing because uh, one of the few bases that still houses the A-10s uh, in the Kansas City area. So we got to I'm, – I'm just forgetting where it is now. But uh, that plane is such a – just an absolute badass. Um, yeah, but we got off track again. Yeah. Is that an Air Force plane? Not a Navy plane, huh? What the – F-35. I thought that was – I think they were planning on using it for everybody. Navy well, and that's Air That's not Force. how it goes. I know. It's, yeah. But like the F-15 was uh, Air Force. The F-18 was Navy. I used to know all this stuff. All right. Uh, keep up the great job, guys. I listen because I feel like I, I'm with my nerd geek friends when I listen. Also, as someone who has been places where I've been a fish out of water listening to you friends 
you nerds makes homesickness better. Aw. Yay. Uh, thanks very much. Thank thanks you. for the offer. Actually, uh, one of our listeners, I, have, I don't have the email in front of me. <clears throat> one of our listeners offered to let me crash the night before I head out to E3 and to leave my car there so I don't have to pay that exorbitant pri- uh, parking. So I, I believe I'll be emailing that that uh, gracious person back tomorrow and accept that offer. Oh, Oops. that parking. Well, Minis- Minneapolis is effing ridiculous because, number one, it's expensive. They have an off-site one that's cheaper, uh, but it's really it's, – it's like Milwaukee is still cheaper than their off-site at Minneapolis. But the thing I hate about Minneapolis – and I wanted to deal with it for E3, obviously, but um, when you leave the airport, they make you funnel it, – it's like a U-shaped airport. They make you funnel down to the bottom of the U where the baggage claim is, no matter what. Like you can't leave the airport unless you go over to baggage claim in the in the bottom of the U. Well, I went through there a couple times where I just had my backpack because I went for a day trip basically. And you have to go all the way over there and then take a train all the way back to your freaking car if it's too late at night. Because when I landed it was like midnight and they had they have like this little uh walkway at the end of the like at, at both tops of the U. They had these little walkways, but they had them both shut off. They had them both closed down because it was too late at night. <laughs> so I had to go all the way down to the U thing and then take a train all the way back up just to get my goddamn car. <sighs> oh, I hate that airport. <clears throat> but it was 150 bucks cheaper to go out of there instead of Milwaukee. So, yeah, that was an easy one. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty funny. You should have emailed us earlier before we got the hotel. We could have sent, uh, well, obviously Andy and Dave there because they're the new guys. <laughs> They're yeah. the Cubs. Yeah. <laughs> and then they could take an Uber to to the take convention. An Uber. You know, I've never taken an Uber anytime I've traveled. Uh I don't know what it is, but it just worries me. Because I've heard I see people like Ramon from uh, afraid, San Diego. Are you afraid you're gonna get sexually assaulted? <laughs> no, I'm hoping for it, but <clears throat> Um, I see Ramon the other, like about a, a week or two ago, they were taking an Uber and, and he was tweeting like, or he was, he kept putting on Facebook, this guy's insane. He's going to kill us. Yeah. I, I've only had that problem with cabs a couple of times, but it's not, I always see people saying that about Uber. Well, you haven't been in cabs in New York. <laughs> oh yes, I have. <laughs> oh, well that's but, right. You were in two, right? Uh, let's see. I took, no more than that. Cause I took a cab to and from the airport when I was there for the PS4 reveal. Okay. I was in a cab to and from the hotel for the PS4 launch. And actually, when I went, uh, or when I left the airport, there was a van. And he ha- it was the whole thing like, oh, I'll take uh, multiple people. <laughs> and I've done it before, and it went great. And I've done it before, and it was total bullshit. And that was one of the total bullshit ones. Yeah, they're all total bullshit. Total bullshit there because they they have a huge thing at the airports in New York because that got to be such a problem. Yeah. That they they put a set fee for each of the airports. This is how much it costs. And what you'll see when you walk out of the you know, out of the doors and into that area, guys will run up to you. Hey, hey, you need to and those are the scumbag guys yeah, that are gonna charge you like eighty bucks to go where it should be twenty. You know? Well, and he tried to overcharge me. And I was the last one he dropped off. And I'm like, what? I go, no, a cab would have been cheaper. I'm not paying you that much. And he says, but, you know, I took you here. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You took me all the way to the top of Manhattan and all the way back here. That's not my fault. You could have stopped here first. 
And yeah. I said, if you, if you had better planning, you would have stopped here first. I'm not paying you that much money. And I said, you can call the cops if you want. I'm not paying you that much money. And I pulled out like half of it and I handed it to him and I said, there you go. I said, that is what I'm paying you. And he got real mad at me and I looked at him and I said, call the cops. Because I knew he wouldn't. Yeah. Because I knew he was trying to screw me. And then he left. Yeah. I've traveled enough to know, but like I said, I've had a couple times because he was in the cab area. If you go to Chicago, those guys are not allowed to be anywhere near the cab area, and that's what I'm used to. So I assumed if they were in the cab area because of my past experience, he was allowed to be there and it was all legit. Yeah, and these guys. he had a limo license and everything on it, you know, the whole thing. So I, you know, I was, I was checking, but yeah. So I know better than when I go to New York City now. Yeah, these guys, they slip in. There's cops that are that are looking for them, but they I mean, this is how they make a living. They'll slip in there oh, and they'll they'll sneak people, they'll grab people, and people don't even know what they're doing. And suddenly yeah. they're like, You owe me eighty dollars, you owe me a hundred and twenty dollars, you owe me Yeah, I I was not taking any of that crap from that guy. And they get the rubes and the rubes go, oh, here's my money. <laughs> yeah. Well, I ain't no rube, at least in that situation. Um, one last thing I wanted to mention before we go, even though this is an insane long show. <laughs> it's like the longest we've done in a long time. Yeah. Um, so uh, probably a couple months ago, you and I were talking about MGC and, and just kind of retro gaming and everything. And I had mentioned that one of the things I wanted to get at, MJC, at MGC all, for the last few years was a Sega Nomad. Uh, which, for those that don't know what it is, the Sega Nomad was a portable Genesis. It's like I almost bought one of those. I so wanted one of them. Yeah, and I just wanted it for the collection. Um, it, but it's a portable Genesis, and you can actually plug a Genesis controller into it as a second player. And it's a weird design. It eats batteries like mad. It eats batteries like, <laughs> but it uses the power. You can use the power adapter from the Sega Genesis with it. So we were talking about it, and I got an email from a really longtime listener, this guy Howard, uh, who's been around since the Jared days, and he lives in New York City. And I've talked to the guy a few times, and, and uh, you know I, I really like talking to him. And he said, hey, I've got a Nomad in my drawer. I never use it. I want to send it to you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I gave my address and everything. It showed up today. And it's in insanely good shape. So I have a Sega Nomad now. So thank you, Howard. That is one of the coolest things anybody's ever given me. That's badass. Sorry, That's Josh. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. well... All right, so um, well, but the thing was, I, I always wanted to buy one at MGC, but they always wanted too much money for it, you know, and yeah, they're well, not worth what these people want for it. And that's why I've never bought one there. Yeah, it's just, I mean, <clears throat> there was it's not thing. worth a hundred bucks. <laughs> I saw one in Toys R Us. I didn't even know that they existed, and I saw one in Toys R Us at some point, and I went, "What the? F- are you kidding yeah. me?" And I knew, I knew, like it took. Like four C batteries or something ridiculous? No, it's it's a bunch of double A's. It's a bunch of double A's. Yeah. Whatever it is, I looked at how much how many batteries it took, and I went, "Oh my gosh, it's going to eat those batteries alive." Well, and but that, it's back gonna... then that was you were used to that because the Turbo Express no. on six double A's <laughs> lasted about two to three hours. The Atari Lynx, I didn't have any of about those. three hours. I didn't have any of those handhelds. What's wrong with you? If you had a Game Gear, you, you should be slapped. I never had it. I never had any of those handhelds. Oh, okay, because the, the only gear... handhelds I only oh. owned the only handhelds hold eh, the only handhelds I ever owned were <clears throat> Coleco football 
Oh, the original yeah, Coleco football, mine. not the one that they, yeah, the one that you can't find anymore. I still have it up in the attic and Battlestar Galactica, which was, it was a same was thing. That the one that Mattel kind of looked like, yeah, it kind of looked like a, I'm trying to remember now. It was black, had a thin little screen top to bottom. And at the bottom was a little painted on thing of the Galactica. You had a little silver joystick that you could go left, center, right. And yeah. you would move your your bullet from left, center, right. And the bullets would come down from, from the top of the screen. And you would shoot the bullet and basically shoot those bullets out of the sky. Yeah. Those laser beams. That was the whole I game. I kind of remember that one. I loved that game. I played that incessant. That and the Coleco football. I played the two of those incessantly. And... I just never stopped playing them until eventually I did. <laughs> um, well, the Coleco football, my God, I used to play the yeah. hell out of that. Oh, yeah. I, I played them to death, and they still work. And they're in a box in the attic. Um, and But those are literally, those are the only handhelds I ever owned huh. until I got until I got a PSP. Yeah, I had never owned wow. one. Um because I knew the battery life when when it came to those things with screens and everything. Like obviously I wasn't in the Nintendo wave, so I wasn't looking at Game Boys or anything like that. I wasn't even interested in them. Yeah. Vaguely aware that they even existed. Um but when I saw the Nomad, I was like you can I could plug in Sonic and play it yep. like anywhere and I was like there's no fucking way that batteries the batteries are going to last more no. than ten minutes. <laughs> uh, they from what I've heard they last about an hour and a half to two hours like the other ones. Mm. Uh, the problem with the Nomad, it's got a decent screen. It has a way better screen than the Game Gear because the Game Gear has what's called a passive matrix screen and there's just tons of ghosting and it's just it's terrible. I do have a Game Gear now. That was the I one do I got. Too. I bought one at MGC. Yeah, I got one two years ago. Remember, I got it was. The Game Gear and oh, like you got that one in the case with all case the case and like twenty or thirty games, all of it for just a ridiculous price. It was right yeah. at the end of the day, and he was literally packing everything up. And I said, and some guy had walked past. Some guy was. I'm looking at it because it was yeah. way, you know, it was back behind everything, and I'm just standing there looking. And some guy walked up and said, "How much for the Game Gear?" And I was like, <gasps> <laughs> and and he told him the price, and the guy's like, "Oh, okay, okay." And he walked away, and I went, I'll give you this much for it. And he goes, all right, fine. <laughs> well, see, I got my game here for like 30 bucks, but it didn't have a ton of games or anything. Yeah. But it had, it had uh, the AC adapter. It actually was pretty complete. So I, I, I got a good deal, and I, it works and everything else, but I, I hate the Game Gear. I, just, I despise it, but again, I wanted to have it. In the collection, I just didn't want to pay a lot of money for it, and I saw the deal. I'm like, you know, sold. Nomads, I mean, they're still asking over 100 bucks at MGC. Mm. You can find them. The yeah. problem is they didn't make a ton of them, so yeah. they're not as prevalent as like a game well, or whatever else. They didn't make a ton. They didn't sell a ton either. <laughs> they did not. Um, and it's funny because there's even a few games that don't work in it and all kinds of things, but the screen's better on it. The D-pad is amazing. Like, it's one of the best D-pads ever. And they only did it on the on the Nomad. It makes no sense. 
Um, and it's got six buttons. That's Sega. Play Street Fighter (laughs) on it, huh? That's Sega at that time. (laughs) Yeah, well, Uh, but the thing is, uh, the screen you can upgrade it. There, there's a couple websites out there. It's a very cheap upgrade. It's basically just an uh, LCD screen that they make for cars for like backup cameras and stuff. (laughs) And I told Mark that this that Howard had emailed me and everything, and Mark's like, "Whoa, upgrade the screen." I'm like, "What?" And he goes, yeah, it's supposed to be really easy. So we started looking online, and I ordered it. It was like 20 bucks. Hmm. So the box is actually sitting in my house. I'm going home this weekend to pack some things for the new job. Uh, and I, I emailed Mark. I'm like, hey, you know, it showed up. we got to do this upgrade. And apparently it's literally just unplug- or you have to peel it off because it's glued in and unplug uh, the lead wires. And then the new one goes right in. You just use a hot glue gun, and boom, it's in. Hmm. So yeah, we're gonna try it out next week. Hopefully, apparently, hopefully get, hopefully you, time. you can do the same thing with the no with yeah with the Game Gear, but it's a little you can, more but difficult. it's not as good as an upgrade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I had read um, about that. Um, yeah, that was the big thing about the Lynx and the Turbo Express, where they were both active matrix screens, so they didn't have ghosting and you know the, anything with motion looked really good on those screens. Yeah. Whereas the Game Gear was just a mess. Like, it's terrible. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I got that. And I, it's it's always been in the back of my mind that I wanted to pick up, like, a a Game Boy and you don't, oh God. the Game Boy Advance. And, you know, just all those different ones. Because <clears throat> sure. I never had them. And just a couple of games here and there. I, I did a light mod but, on my Game Boy Advance once, and it still sucked. Yeah. <laughs> And then the SP came out and it's really good, but yeah. Yeah. And the original GBA was just awful. I've wanted to pick all those up. And I mean, the, of course the white whale, which doesn't really exist. It's a mod that a couple people have done is the Neptune, the Sega Neptune, which was the fabled Genesis that you could had the 32X built in. Has has it physically built in that you can just drop it in. It actually did exist as a prototype. One prototype. Yeah. They I found think, well, one. There, uh, no, there's two. Or two. Steve, I think yeah. Stephen Frost has one of them. Yeah. Uh, he used to work at Sega. And then the other one, <laughs> I don't think anybody's found yet. But but again, I mean, yeah, it's, it'd be a cool thing to have in the collection, obviously. But, but some guy. X games. Well, but some guy. I, I posted, because I think I talked about this before, but some guy actually decided to make one. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And he took the Genesis, like the little boxy one that I have. I think it's the Model 2 Genesis. Yeah, that's um, the model too. Which is my favorite one. That's the one I always had. Um you have to you have to cut uh the cartridge slot a little bit. Okay. You have to shave it down basically, cut it to make to make sure the thirty two X card will fit because it's a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then you have to do all this soldering inside and you have to be really careful. He, he has all these detailed pictures and all these step-by-step instructions on how to do it. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't have the skill level to pull that off. I would love I to do never it. I've been good at soldering. Yep. Cause I have a 32 X <laughs> and I have that Genesis and it would be fucking amazing to have that all in one, just like that. It would just be unreal, but I do well, not have the why, skill to pull that why off. Why not just leave your Genesis with the 32X <clears throat> in it all the time? Because you can put the Genesis card in the 32X. Because of where my Genesis is, I have to physically pull the whole thing out uh-huh. to put the 32X on the top because it doesn't fit in that oh, in that. So once again, it's not, really, it's, it's not really anything but 
the fact that you have OCD and you can't put the Genesis in a different spot. There's no place to put it. You've seen this <laughs> this area down here. There's physically no place to put it. Um, I, think you should, I think you should just reorganize the entire basement. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, there's physically no place to put it. But I would love to have it just because it would be an amazingly cool thing to have. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. Where I mean, you could drop a, you know, you could just drop a 32X card. You could drop a Genesis card. Sure. It would be amazing. Sure. I mean, it's not like I'm using it that much for anyway that, For that now. one time every three years you actually want to play a 32X game because you forgot how shitty it is. No, I... I don't use it that much anyway because I have the uh, the Retron 5. So anytime I want to play a Genesis game, that's where I'm playing it. I mean, I have it for the Sega CD and for the 32X. That's the only reason I still have it hooked up. Right. Is because I can't play those anywhere else. I mean, that's the only, you know, that's it. It's yeah. there or nothing. So it's no, I don't never. Know. But yeah, I, I do want to pick up some of those handhelds eventually. Um, and yeah, the Nomad was always, the Nomad was one of those white whale things. Cause when I saw it at, at Toys R Us, I can still remember exactly which one it was. I can still remember the toy because the toy aisle at those, at that time they had, they didn't have the actual games out. They had little card displays of the games. And then below it, you know, they had the price on a card and you'd pull it out and you'd take that up to the front. Basically right. the price card up to the front. And that was sitting there and I was like, oh my gosh. And I think it was, it was either 149 or 199. I think it was 199. Oh, uh, I don't remember anymore. But I looked at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't do that. I can't. There's no way I could. That's crazy. I couldn't it justify was- it. Yeah. So I never bought it and then it disappeared. You know, it was like you said, they didn't make that many and they didn't sell that many and it disappeared pretty quick when when Sega, you know. Well, it came out too late in the life cycle. Yeah. They didn't really market it. <clears throat> um I mean, they I don't remember ever seeing it at a CES, you know, and it's it they just didn't market it that much and by that time Nintendo just had a a firm hold on the portable market. I mean, the Game Gear actually did decently, but it never really chipped away that much at the, at the Game Boy success and the Game Boy Color hit, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Which is funny because I absolutely despise the Game Boy. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's a neat little device, and and you know, I have the links. I have the Turbo Express, and there, that's there's a certain level of handheld, and the Nomad is probably the only one that I didn't have at that level. So I always kind of wanted it. I mean, I can't play with it right now because I literally don't have any Genesis cards here. But um, I'll be taking it back to the house this weekend and and trying it out. And then I'll grab that screen and take it down to Mark's. And we'll uh, hopefully get the mod done. Check it out. I'm, I'm excited, man. So, again, thank you so much, Howard, for, for sending that over. That was very, very cool. Now, if anybody has... Uh, let me think of what else I need. <laughs> Douche. Yeah. Well, I mean, people have consoles sitting around that they're not using anymore. Yeah. And it goes to a good home where I'm at. I I, I take care of all my <clears throat> consoles and like all my 2600 stuff is all in like nice drawers that are sealed up. And well, um, I actually carry my links and my Turbo Express in a, in a in a plastic case, like a hardened plastic briefcase case with foam inside and. Um, I take very good care of my stuff. I will say we were talking about all these systems and stuff at work at my new job. Um, 
And because the guy I'm working with, Kevin, he's a Nintendo guy. I mean, that's what he grew up on basically. Right. So he mentioned something about the N64 and I was like, don't have it. And he's like, what? He said, well, what about the SNES? I'm like, don't have it. He's like, what? (laughs) I said, look, the first Nintendo console I ever bought was the Wii. I said, I just, I never had these things. I have a NES because of Hannah and Dina. They sent it to me, said, because no little kid should grow up without uh, a NES. And they got it for for Mason. Um, But I I would like to eventually get a SNES. That is a little bit lower on the totem pole simply because of the Retron 5. Well, that's the thing. I mean... Honestly, with the Retron 5, I boxed up my SNES now, and I boxed up my Genesis, and I boxed up those other machines, because that Retron does a good enough job, and it saves so much space, but also it allows me to play those on an HDTV. Yeah, Whereas, I mean, I still have some some of my old systems hooked up to that Sony Vega I have upstairs um, in my office, like the, the the Turbo Duo, the Super Graphics. Uh, the Neo Geo I've hooked up up there, um, that sort of thing. Uh, so I still do use the older systems, but honestly, unless there's a specific game that doesn't want to work on the Retron and I can't, and I really need to play it, I'm going to leave that stuff boxed up. And I still have my boxes for like my Genesis, my SNES, my NES, everything. Yeah. Um, I have them for everything I can. It's you know, there's a few that I don't because so do you get them I. Yeah. secondhand. But that's a big thing for me. I always try to have the box for for the systems. Well, the that still leaves me like the the next thing is really the N64 because that's not part of the Retron 5 and yeah. it's something that I never bought and something that I would like to eventually get, you know, because right. I never had it. And yeah, some of those games are on the virtual console and I did grab some of them on the virtual console, but I don't know. It's just one of those things that I would like to, I would like to get at some point. Um, I just need to find an inexpensive one, really. Um, N64s are pretty easy to find. You just have to figure out a price you want to pay and start well, looking at it. Yeah. But, but I, I'm, not, I'm not buying anything right now anyway. Well, yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, N64 I got when it launched, like everybody else, even though I, I knew I was going to be kind of underwhelmed with it, and I was. Uh, there's a couple of games I really like on the N64, but I was always underwhelmed with that system uh, and that damn controller. I hate that controller. Uh, you know, obviously a lot of people back in the day love GoldenEye, especially I was never that big of a mm. fan of it cause I was a PC gamer, uh, very heavily at the time, but yeah, but there, I mean, there's still a couple of machines out there I really want to get eventually. And, um, but they're the more rare stuff, uh, that you don't see very much of, especially in the States. Yeah. I was busy with, uh, Crash Bandicoot and Warhawk and all, um, well, all so my PS one. <laughs> But, so, you know, the N64 had a lot of potential being on cartridge and blah, 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 blah. Silicon yeah. Graphics made it. And then we were at CE. I have the video up on our YouTube channel. It's it's pretty old. But, you know, Nintendo was telling us, oh, this is how it's going to look. And you know how Killer Instinct looks in the in the arcade? That's how it's going to look on the N64. Yeah, bullshit. <clears throat> so, anyway. All right. Are we done? I think we're going to be hitting four hours after I get all this stuff done. Uh, yeah, it's four hours. Yeah. That's what happens when we start early. All right. Uh, well, <laughs> again, thanks, Howard, for sending that. I, I do really appreciate it. It's it's something that 
I really wanted to have in the collection, and, and uh, it is in a good home, so uh, very much appreciated. Uh, E3, like we said, we're going to be at round one Saturday, June fifteenth or June thirteenth, uh, starting at around eight o'clock that night. Come out and hang out with us if you can. Uh, we would love to, to meet everybody. Uh, it, lo- it sounds like one of the guys from last year isn't going to make it, which sucks. But hopefully, we can get some more people out there this year. Uh, you know about it a month ahead of time, folks. Even, well, a little bit less. Well, you, yeah, we talked about it before. So uh, come out, hang out. It's uh, all the information's up on our forums. The link is in the show notes to go over to the forums, or else, or else just go to the special events section of our forums uh, under E3 2015, and you'll see it right there. Uh, if you want to email us like these fine folks, you can do so by sending us an email to podcast at psnation.com. Or if you go over to psnation.com, look on the left side to the Contact Us section, you'll find our voicemail info, our PSN info. Uh, you can hit the Contact Us button right there and send us an email like these. Uh, actually, I think all three of them are like that tonight. Uh, so a lot of different ways to get a hold of us there. If you want to leave us a voicemail, you can just call us on Skype at wdt-torgo. Uh, if you want to stream your podcasts, like, uh, if you know, if you do that, we're on Stitcher. Uh, if you use Stitcher, you can go to the website at stitcher.com or grab the app for your mobile device. Look in the video game section. You'll find us there. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Twitter and follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can follow Josh at PJF Josh or the main account at PS nation, which for all of our E3 coverage, you want to follow PS nation, uh, because that's where a lot of the info is going to be posted. Um, don't forget our podcast network over at VGEVO.com. Don't forget our website at PSNation.com. And last but not least, don't forget that affiliate link section. You know, we were talking today on the stream. Um, some of the podcasts out there now where they're always asking for money. They, you know, they talk about the fans. This is somebody else's words. Uh, they, they talk about the fans all the time, but all they do is ask them for money to do anything with them. And that's not what we want to be. So... But we do have we have we have bills. We have you know we have a web server for that awesome website and forums that we have. We've got E three expenses, everything else. So to help us out, if you want, uh, there's a way to do that without costing you any additional money than what you're probably already gonna, already going to spend. So we have the uh, affiliate link section over at psnation.com on the left side. Go to that. We have a ton of stores on there. <clears throat> if you want to shop at any of those stores, just click on the link there. It doesn't change your pricing. Doesn't change your experience. But we get a little piece of whatever you buy. So it's win-win for everybody. You still get the stuff that you want. We get a little bit of money to keep the bills uh, paid, keep the lights on, and it helps everybody out. So that's all we ask you to do. Uh, and thanks, everybody, for using those. Uh, you're really badasses, totally. Like, thank you so much because that helps us uh, cover things a lot more. Like, again, taking six people to E3 like because I'm an idiot. So. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Trying to coordinate all this, I think it's going to be awesome. I really do. I think it's. I mean, this is the most excited I've been for E three in a while. So I think it's going to be great. All right, we ready to get out of here? Finally, finally, it happened to me. Anyway, all right, we'll talk to you next week. Uh, next week we're going to be out on Wednesday as well because of Memorial Day, so we're going to record on Tuesday night instead of Monday night. Uh, it'll be the first day of my job, so I can tell everybody how that went. Exciting! Yay! Yay. All right. Get out to play some games. Have a great week, folks. We'll talk to you very soon. Good night. Oh, bye. (laughs) Derp. I just sit and sit and sit, waiting for you to have your little shtick. Trying to get to five hours. Uh, That's one. No, no. (sighs)
So I knew to start working out, I was going to have to go inside of a gym. <laughs> and that scared me because I know that's where those bitches are. <laughs> and I thought, you know what, to maybe give myself a little confidence, I maybe I should get a really cute outfit to work out in. You know, something that'll just make me feel good and give me the bravery to go in there for the first time. So I decided to go to a store called Lululemon. I don't know if you've heard of this, but um, if you don't know, Lululemon is where women go to pay someone to tell them they're fat. <laughs> but the clothes are really cute. So I went in there and they immediately could tell something was wrong with me. Because I was just going through the store just like... <sighs> So the woman comes up to me and she's like, what kind of working out do you do? And whenever a woman speaks to me in that voice, I just speak back to her in that same voice times a million. <laughs> she's like, what kind of working out do you do? And I didn't know what to say. I never worked out before. So it was just like, generic. <laughs> I did like 50 reps of generic this morning. At this point, her eyes get real beady, like a little teddy bear. And she's just following me through the store. And I can just feel her back there, engaging the fuck out of her core. And at one point, I hear her behind me, and she's like, Do you do yoga? And I, I'd had it. I turned to her, and I was like, I don't want to talk about my workouts anymore. That's private. <laughs> Obviously, I am exaggerating. I didn't say it in that tone, but I did say those exact words to a woman in Lululemon. My dad was with me, and he was like, Honey, what kind of working out are you doing? It's so private. I want to know. I'm froze. I didn't know what to say. I thought about it for like three months nonstop, and I, then I thought of what I should have said in that moment. I should have just been like, oh, yeah, 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 no, no, I do. Um, it's actually this new thing. It's called Hot Kegels. And, um, miss, I'm going to need something with a lot of support down here. You know, something that can wick away a lot of moisture. I didn't say that. Ugh. Instead, I just ran out of there without buying anything, and now I just work out in full denim. 